Hi. We're here. Oh boy. I hope I didn't We're peek here. too hard. I was trying I'm scared of because I'm scared of peeking and I didn't say it too loud. I was gonna whisper it, but then I felt like that would be weird. You know but if you do the full yell, you risk incurring the wrath of your neighbors. Yes. Yeah. Especially at 10 a.m. as we record this. I don't know. I think that's just good advice, you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. When you do a full yell in your apartment, yeah. your neighbors here are always the ones who are gonna be upset. Yeah. You know, I was like strangely nervous about recording this, and I don't know why, but now that the boys are back together, I'm, I feel a little bit I'm okay. I'm okay. Same, same, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh hey everybody, welcome to Sidewalk Slam. This is episode gosh, was it fifty six, I think? I don't know, man. Of Sidewalk Slam. Yeah. My name is Graham, joined by Adam. Hi, that's me. And of course we have Beej with us as well on tech as it is except that i'm not actually <laughs> operating a single thing on a, yeah. i have a mixing board in front of me and i can make myself do stuff but nice okay. i have i have a beat button now Beej is here as once again as the uh, the much needed uh, third seat who has no idea what we're talking about yeah the foil i guess yeah i mean it's funny you mention that because watching this i had no idea what was going on either so <laughs> yeah man yeah uh, so yeah, we're we decided that we were gonna do a special episode for the Royal Rumble 2021 because the Royal Rumble is always one of my favorite pay per view events, and the first episode of Sidewalk Slam was the Royal Rumble, however many years ago that was, and <laughs> it was a long time ago, man. Yeah, and we haven't done an episode since the WrestleManias, and yeah. we decided, yeah, you know what? Let's let's maybe let's maybe bring this back for the Rumble and. Just before we get into talking about the Rumble, because a lot of people have asked, you know, when's Sidewalk Slam coming back? This is not Sidewalk Slam coming back. This is this is a one-off. But, you know, why haven't we been keeping up Sidewalk Slam? And there's a couple of reasons for that. And the biggest one is just, we just have not had time, you know? Like, the the wrestling will continue until morale improves. And let me tell you, morale is at an all-time low. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. oh. I, as an outsider, gentlemen, let me ask... Does mm -hmm. wrestling suck now? Uh, it's weird. No, it's you could argue that wrestling is almost as good as it's ever been, as far as from like the things that have happened last year, considering the circumstances, right? Like they mm -hmm. told, like especially in AEW, they told some very cool stories and like things were neat, and they're doing some like AEW is doing a lot of really cool stuff with like Impact Wrestling. Yeah, now. WWE has done some really cool stuff with Roman Reigns. He's a bad guy now. He's a bad oh. guy now. Yeah, Roman, they finally wow. made him a bad guy. But I don't know. For me personally, uh, a combination of no live crowds and the revelation that the majority of wrestlers were, not the majority, but a good portion of wrestlers were pieces of shit. Ah. Um, kind of factored into things. That's exactly what I was going to say too. Like, I was really busy. I have been really busy. I continue to be really busy yeah. just as a result of keeping Loading Ready Run going in the wake of this pandemic. Mm -hmm. And so I just haven't had time to devote to the X hours a week to keep up on wrestling. I've, yeah. I keep an eye on the subreddit and I watch clips and stuff. So I have like the vaguest idea of what's been happening week to week, like mm -hmm. really, really vague. But also, for exactly the reason you mentioned, we're gonna get we're gonna get political just at the top of the show here. Yeah, uh, I, I've had just my interest to keep up on the show really sapped by, yeah, just the, the like, 
I don't follow any wrestlers on Twitter. And, you know, I've been like vaguely aware over the years that like a couple folks that I think are really cool in the ring are like maybe massive idiots off camera. But, you know, from 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 my position of privilege, at least not in like overtly harmful ways. And this pandemic and the political situation in the U.S. has really thrown into a sharp contrast how harmful some of these people are and Mm -hmm. just some absolutely completely flagrantly disregarding uh covid protocols you know like going out and partying having big parties i mean even the way the wwe handled stuff earlier in the pandemic when they're like oh it's okay we sprayed everything down it's fine you know (laughs) and then you have people you have people testing positive and it's like, wow, what a, what a shock that some of your folks might test positive. And I mean, AEW has been treating it a lot more seriously, which is great. But like, it's when you find out like individual wrestlers are, are, you know, like when they're taken to social media more and more often to post videos of them just out in Florida at like nightclubs with no masks on or when like so-and-so is, donating money to trump's political campaign and it's like Mm -hmm. that's like we've talked before about how chris jericho is probably going to be looked back on as like one of if not the greatest wrestlers of all time in terms of both just like in-ring performance character work promo work working the crowd knowing what works revitalizing his career time and time and time and time again Mm -hmm. and that's awesome and you know he's a he's a smart guy he's funny he donates to like thousands of dollars to wrestlers gofundme campaigns when it's like so and so old-timey wrestler is you know needs a hip replaced you know jericho's in there with like three thousand dollars and it's like that's awesome and in the same breath he's donating to donald trump he's putting on a concert at a biker rally in the middle of a pandemic with no masks and he's allowing conspiracy nut jobs on his podcast and Mm -hmm. it's like how do how do you reconcile all of that right and it's just like the mental energy of dealing with that right the mental energy of dealing with the undertaker giving interviews in blue lives matter t-shirts the mental energy of like dealing with all this stuff jesus Dude, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah, man. Taker's the best of them, too. Taker was it, man. Taker was... Oh, no. Undertaker's great. Mark Calloway. Should have kept it kayfabe, brother. You know? (laughs) It's just been like... It's just Uh, been like, maybe I don't need to give a shit about wrestling, you know? Yeah, maybe maybe I'll just take a break. Yeah. I I guess... I I guess that I'm sorry for shoving the chili pepper in the oatmeal here. No, it's fine, Beach. (laughs) I mean, we were going to talk about it anyway, right? Like, it's just, I don't know. It's just difficult. You know, it's just a hard time to be a wrestling fan, I find, for me personally. And I know Graham feels the same way. Yeah. It's just tough. I don't know. And and I'm going to try real hard to be positive today, but I don't know how positive I can be. I I don't know what the general consensus was on this pay-per-view. There's only like... I think there was only three, four undercard matches. There's only, yeah, there's only like three matches. Three, yeah, there's only three yeah. other matches, which were varyingly, uh, varyingly okay. The actual like rumble matches themselves, mm-hmm. I thought were pretty good because they're the Royal Rumble and it's hard to make a really bad Royal Rumble. It loses a lot. So the Rumble especially loses so much from no live crowd. 
Yeah, so let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, uh, live, <laughs> man, live is so stupid. <laughs> from Tropicana Field, aka the WWE Thunderdome. Yeah, and and sponsored by Cricket Wireless. It's Royal Rumble 2021. So I can't believe they call it the Thunderdome. The Thunderdome is <laughs> name sucks, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's funny too because it's like. It's not even all of Tropicana Field. It's like mm -hmm. half the arena. Yeah. It's half a field. Yeah. So, so Beach, let me paint a picture for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I was going to say, hang on, why do you need an entire, sounds like an outdoor stadium mm -hmm. to hold an event in when there won't be crowds at said events? So this is where they've been broadcasting from since December. I see. They, they moved out of the performance center into a slightly bigger place, but not that much bigger place okay. that mm -hmm. they're calling the the Thunderdome. And it's it's built in Tropicana Field. And it feels less like you're wrestling in a high school gym. A little bit. Yeah, which is nice. And so okay. they've got a lot more sort of like lighting and LED boards. And then the big thing is that they have these banks and banks of tiered LED screens. Yeah. Essentially bleachers where fans can buy a ticket to have their face that to basically live uh video chat in to make it look like there's a crowd yeah so i have a question that was that bothers me still to this day and i haven't looked it up and i haven't asked anyone else because i want i was saving it to ask you all right graham stark is there like a fucking screening process for this like how do <laughs> like aren't they like there's like there's no chance that there's not a dick some like you know what i mean like there's gotta be something <laughs> right like what's the control like do they have somebody watching every feed and they're just like keeping an eye out for fucking I mean to, you know to be I mean? fair, in, yeah. in, when you're doing a normal show, somebody yeah. could just be standing there with their pants around their ankles, waving a sign. And, yeah, but I mean, like, you, you know. get tackled by security pretty quickly. Like, I just mean, like, I guess it's a lot easier when you're in the comfort of your own home. You're not in public, right? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I just don't know what the screening process is. Like, how do they... They just let any degenerate walk in the door like, yeah, sure, fucking fire up your webcam in your basement. Like, you know what I mean? Like, come on, Timmy. Uh, come on so in. So they, they, they definitely had a, a couple rocky issues right off the start. Like, mm -hmm. de definitely, definitely had people with, like, very inappropriate things or T-shirts or symbols or whatever costumes on, like, the first couple weeks. But the way that they, like, they do actually... Like, yeah, there is there is someone screening it. I, I saw a behind the scenes thing on this technology that they're using and they have like two or three people backstage with these enormous monitors where they can see thumbnail images of everyone. Huge touchscreen monitor. It looks like Minority Report. Like they're just like <laughs> and they can like rearrange like they move people around to like to to change where people are sitting yeah. um you know if it's like if someone looks like they're going to get their hog out just whoop gone yeah. you know? <laughs> i like how they can rearrange where they're sitting or like we're going to put the ugly people at the back <laughs> pull, pull all the hot blondes with big yeah. tits to the front men and women i don't care yeah, it doesn't matter yeah. yeah yeah oh man i don't know it's just like it's weird to me like it's just weird it looks stupid is am i the only one like am i i can't be in the minority here right no it's like the world's largest zoom call for like for like uh university students who just yes. woke up i'm guessing yes yeah. yes 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 and like yeah. do they get prompts like what they're supposed to do like you know what i mean like you know when they're like they're recording in front of a live studio audience and there's like an applause sign 
You know what I mean? And like some of these people, some of these people that are on the fucking screen clap like they're in a video game. You know what I mean? Like they're like their hands are like way up. Like they're like, yay, they're doing their thing. And it's like, man, I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy 14 and that the characters in that game, they clap in a certain I'm going to spice it in, man, because when people clap and they like they clap above their head. Like they lift both hands up, and I just picture like when I'm watching people in the Thunderdome, they're like, "Okay." So man, it just looks so forced. I just like I feel like there's someone off screen with a gun, and they're like, "You're gonna fucking clap right now." And they're like, <laughs> you know? I, bet it's part of the, "I bet it's part of the thing that you sign when you go to go when you when you say I want to go do this and you pay the money." It's like, "Okay, mm-hmm. here's your package. You better read yeah. this and you better yeah. follow this, or you're you're we'll, we'll kick your ass out. You don't get your money back." Yeah, yeah. Some of the some of the camera angles do make it look like the wrestlers are green screened in front of of a Zoom call. Everyone's mm-hmm. backgrounds <laughs> and camera quality are wildly different, so it's just this yeah. mosaic mess. And here's the thing: like you see people cheering, you see people chanting along with certain chants, mm-hmm. and I'm confident that everyone is muted because the thing is, you hear crowd noise, and the crowd noise sounds too good and too clean. Yeah, the crowd, the crowd noise is, this is my biggest problem with this. And I'm going to get into it right now because the thing about wrestling that makes wrestling beautiful is the crowd reacting organically, right? Mm -hmm. And this is all crowd noise pumped in by the WWE. And then they Mm -hmm. have like chants that they can pump in whenever they want. So they can get whoever, like when you're displaying this, this thing on the screen, they can get boos for who they want to have boos and they can get cheered for who they want to have cheered. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it bothers me. It bothered me the whole night. It bothered me when they were like, there is a certain, there's a certain point where a wrestler comes back and they pipe in a, you still got it chant. (laughs) This Mm -hmm. is, this is everything Vince ever wanted though. Yes. This is it. Yeah. This is like, Vince is like, (laughs) yeah, pipe it in. I love it. It's like, they'll pay to be here, but they can't make a sound. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to make these people laugh at unfunny shit. Yeah. It's sorry, Mitch, man. It bothers me. Bothers me so much. Yeah. Cause I'm just watching it being like, no, no, I've, I've been in a zoom call with more than three people and this is not what the sound is like. Yeah. Yeah, It's all piped in the booze, the cheers, the yes chance. I mean, the yes chance I'm fine with. Yeah. I also want to know what camera angle these people are seeing. I assume they're just seeing the feed. Like, it's not like they're getting a camera angle from where they are, obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the other people, the people watching. Yeah. They're probably just getting like a network feed, right? Yeah. I'm assuming it's done all through the network. Like they log in, they share their camera with some program on the network. No, this is, it's a third party. Um, it's, this is not a WWE technology. There's some sort of third party thing spun up pretty quick to be like, Hey, look, we can do virtual crowds. And so, you know, they're not just doing stuff for WWE. They're doing stuff for other places uh, as well. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so there's an intro video involving the Royal Rumble, like an RR symbol being thrown mm-hmm. up like the bat signal. And that's <laughs> yeah. like that's the extent of the theming. Like there's no there's yeah. no there's no sort of overall graphic or visual representation for the Royal Rumble. It's just this is the Royal Rumble, here's the intro, the intro is just a montage, and there's some like bat signal RR being thrown up in the sky over uh, St. Petersburg, Florida, I guess. Yeah. And it's like Every every year it's the same kind of promo for the Rumble where it's like numbers, 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 numbers. 
you like numbers yeah. i like numbers you like numbers <laughs> it's like yeah we like numbers so our opening contest is wwe champion drew mcintyre still mm-hmm. champ since wrestlemania well he lost it he did yes there was a period yeah he did lose it at one point to randy orton i was like i heard about that and i was like that's weird I was like, what a weird thing to do. And then they just put it right back on him. So I don't know yeah. what the point of that was, but I don't know. Like but Drew's great. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they all feel like house shows now. Yeah. So it's him defending against Goldberg. <laughs> yeah, fucking Goldberg's back, baby. Man, Goldberg looks old, right? Yeah, man. Man, Goldberg's looking old. Because they showed like photo, like pictures and videos of him when he was like in WCW, like in his prime. And I'm like, wow, Goldberg's looking thick. And then now it's like, well, Goldberg still looks great. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying like me, Adam Savadan, paragon of physical attributes <laughs> is like that much better. But I'm just being like, oh, hey, Goldberg's getting a little old. Yeah. Happens to all of us. So they play the they play this video package explaining why this match is happening. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, again, I have not been watching. Yeah. And McIntyre's out doing some sort of promo and then he gets interrupted by goldberg who's like oh you know you've got the you've got the championship and you're you know you're the face of raw and that's all great for you but the one thing you don't have is respect Mm -hmm. and it's like hold up yes he does that is a lie yeah that is a flagrant lie provable lie that he does not have respect. He absolutely has respect. He doesn't, maybe he doesn't have your respect and that matters literally only to you. <laughs> yeah. That's like, true. Yeah. I don't know if we're supposed to get his ass cramp. <laughs> What's the thing? Like, I don't know if we're supposed to buy this at face value or if we're supposed to, it, like, I don't think that they're trying to tell the story of Goldberg is an out of touch old man, mm-hmm. but that's how it comes across. Yeah. I mean, right, there was one point like, in the video package where Drew McIntyre was like, beating up you is going to be like beating up my dad. <laughs> I was like, that's weird. It's <laughs> a weird kink. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he's like, so fight me for the championship. And McIntyre's like, okay, I guess. Sure, yeah. fine. For your respect. All right. So, yeah. yeah, we got the Goldberg entrance. He's backstage. Who is this security protecting him from? There's no one in the building. From COVID. <laughs> Then they should be wearing masks. <laughs> That's true, actually. Yeah. He's surrounded. He's got literally five people well within his six-foot bubble, and none of them are wearing masks. You know what I would have loved? Man, this is Adam Savadan's horseshit booking 101. But, okay, so they go to start the match, right? And they play Goldberg's music, and Goldberg doesn't come out. And then they do the wrestling thing where they go backstage, and Goldberg's laid out. And they're like, who laid him out? And then like a new set of music hits, and fucking someone dressed as COVID comes out and wrestles Drew McIntyre. It's Corona Swaggle! <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that is yeah. Wrestling would be either awful or the best if you put me in charge. It's, there's no in between. Nobody would be like, yeah, it's okay. You know what I mean? It would either be like, this is the best shit ever, or I am never. This is dumb. This is dumber than. <laughs> oh my lord. So, yeah, Goldberg makes his entrance. McIntyre makes his entrance, which involves inserting a claymore into the ramp, which is cool. Oh yeah, apparently that's Vince McMahon's sword. What the fuck? Yeah, that's Vince's sword. Sword Vince owns that sword. They completely 
completely derailed me. I was like, good ass. Did he put it in like the master sword? Like what the hell happened here? But it's like, no, no, I'm not. It's Vince has a sword. Vince has a sword that he got gifted. But I can't remember what the story was, but I when read he was it knighted, I'm sure. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> when, when Vince McMahon beat Sean Connery in one-on-one combat and took his sword. Yeah. Was... Yeah. Beach to paint you a picture. McIntyre's entrance right now is that he walks in mm-hmm. wearing the championship belt like a belt, which is rare. Yeah. Looks good with a kilt, which mm-hmm. he is also wearing. And he comes in with this claymore and he holds it vertically up over his head by the hilt like Luke Skywalker on the Star Wars poster, like directly up, looking up at it. Yeah. I see. Uh, with his arms at full extension. Then he lowers the sword tip down to the top of the entrance ramp and inserts it like thunk, like the master sword okay yeah. yeah like the top of the entrance ramp is the stone and if you withdraw the sword you are crowned king of raw <laughs> <laughs> i'm just picturing now i'm just picturing like drew mcintyre goes into the lost woods and deposits the master sword for the future hero of time to come across <laughs> it and remove the sword and become wwe universal champion yeah and then he comes down to the ring and whips the whips the kilt off and there's pyro yeah they both get pyro, so that's oh, fun. not out of the kilt though. Okay, great. No, no. <laughs> there's, there's pyro, the guess, and his guess. dick explodes. <laughs> there's pyro. Guess where it is? Yeah. <laughs> For whatever reason, Goldberg is wearing full shorts, and it looks so weird. Yeah, it looks weird. I've never seen him wear shorts rather than jocks, like and basketball yeah. shorts. Kinda. They're oh, they're wow. like they. So he's got uh, knee not pads, but he's got like things on his knees which he's always had and these shorts come down to like maybe just an inch above so there's like like boxer briefs with spandex yeah okay yeah yeah so there's like an inch of visible lower thigh skin and then pants and typically goldberg wears like you know like the briefs like the speedo kind of thing Mm -hmm. that everybody else wears so it's just it's it's an unusual look anyway is that the goldberg equivalent of like rick flair wearing a t-shirt when he wrestles (laughs) (laughs) yeah I don't know why Goldberg. Uh, yeah, I, I yeah. guess he's like, no, I can't. I got a varicose vein in my upper thigh. I can't. Yeah, I can't. Can't let the people see that. I'm a superhero. Damn it! Because Goldberg believes that he's a superhero, right? Yeah. In 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 real life and in kayfabe. Before the bell rings, McIntyre headbutts Goldberg in the head and then spears him, mm-hmm. and then they brawl to outside and fight around outside the ring. And Goldberg spears McIntyre through the barricade right in front of all the LED screens, narrowly missing like one of the pyro things. Like McIntyre's head gets awfully close to one of the one yes. of the mm-hmm. pyro banks, like very close. Yeah, could have been much worse. So it's like, okay, so this is this is how they're gonna do this. Well, yeah, they did the wrestling thing where like the bell hasn't run yet. This match hasn't officially started, and I thought either they're not gonna do it or Drew's losing, and that's his excuse for losing, right? Yeah, because the match bell to bell, once he gets in the ring and they start the match, mm-hmm. the match is two and a half minutes. <laughs> Typical Goldberg fair, yeah. Yeah, and it just moves to everyone. It's, you know, it's mashing heavy slam, right? Like it's yeah. finisher, 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 back and forth. They both kick out of each other's finishers over and over again. Mm-hmm. Goldberg goes for the jackhammer. He hits it. McIntyre somehow kicks out of the jackhammer. Goldberg looks astonished. Mm-hmm. He goes for a spear and it's funny, I had joked about this before the match. I was like, I hope McIntyre treats Goldberg like that video game boss 
where they do a charge and you have to move out of the way at the last second. <laughs> yeah. So that's literally what happens. McIntyre ducks out of the way and Goldberg slams into the turnbuckle and then McIntyre hits him with another Claymore kick for the pin. One, two, three, two and a half minutes. Drew McIntyre retains. Mm-hmm. And then they shake hands afterwards and they're friends. Yeah, they stand back up. They don't just shake hands. Goldberg is clearly like dropped character. He's just like, oh man, that was a hell of a match. You know, was that good? Yeah, yeah, I had a great time. (laughs) So not even a thing of I'm giving you grudging respect. It's like, oh, it was good. Yeah. Benny's on Tuesday. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Yeah. Like just the way that like they do the thing where it's like he does the begrudging respect and then Goldberg raises McIntyre's arm and then they just start like like laughing and joking and hugging and like they're both just goofing with each other and it's like what was the what what a waste of everyone's time yeah (laughs) yeah yeah that's the nicest way you could put that yeah was all the was all the ceremony leading up to the match longer than the match oh Oh, yeah yeah. cool all right like three times the length of the match oh good easily yeah yeah easily i don't know it's goldberg i'm just glad he didn't win and he's not going to wrestlemania you know what yeah. i mean like i'm just surprised that the wwe didn't be like or i guess i should say vince mcmahon i should add him directly <laughs> and then he didn't just like i want goldberg at wrestlemania it's like all right fine <laughs> do what you gotta do so our next match is for the smackdown women's championship mm-hmm. and it is sasha banks defending against carmella now i have not been watching wrestling as i mentioned Mm -hmm. so imagine my surprise when (laughs) carmella comes down to the ring and is introduced as being accompanied to the ring by her sommelier regiment (laughs) dude yeah i was was like man this is too much man what happened i want to point out a point before this too they had a backstage segment with sasha banks and it was at that moment this is going to sound weird, and I hope I can explain this in a way. I realized I was watching wrestling. Like, nothing has ever <laughs> felt more wrestling than that backstage segment. Like, the overacting and the way that Sasha was talking and the way she del- the words she used and the cadence and her tone, I was like, this is wrestling. She was like a cartoon character, right? Like, I was like, this is not a person. For me, it was when the backstage reporter had to ask Sasha in all seriousness, if she was concerned with interference from, and I quote, Carmela's pesky sommelier regiment. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, it was just like, I was like when Sasha, because she opened it with this like really over the top laugh, like a real yeah. fake, like, ha 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 ha. You know, like that's how she, she got asked a question, like, are you worried about tonight? And Sasha went, ha, 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 no. Pesky sommelier Reginald ringside. Are the odds stacked against you? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, I guess. Yeah, nobody talks like that. You know what I mean? Like, no human being. I'm watching wrestling. I'm watching wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like, the, the only, only in professional wrestling do you have to worry about your opponent's <laughs> pesky sommelier. <laughs> Uh, but to be fair, a Carmella looks fucking great. Holy oh, yeah. moly, she looks she, awesome, and her new theme is great too. Yeah, she's she's also just generally improved in the ring a lot yeah. as well. Reginald, by the way, I'm, I don't recall his human name, but his wrestler mm. name is Reginald. <laughs> yeah, he's trained with like Cirque du Soleil. 
Oh, and so okay. they, they showed a clip in the video package of him having a match with Sasha Banks, like a intergender match mm-hmm. where she's like flinging him around the ring and he's like doing really impressive acrobatic flippy stuff to like sell being tossed around by Sasha Banks. I don't know where he came from, what's going on here. Like, I guess Carmela's thing is that she's very wealthy and this is her sommelier who's like offering her wine pairing suggestions for how she's doing in the ring, I suppose. Mm-hmm. It's very weird. He, his role here is to just sort of interfere at ringside, but they show clips of Carmela watching matches, sitting at ringside, drinking wine that yeah. I guess he's recommended. Like, I think it's so like, stupid. it's kind of like Carmela's character is like uh, Jersey Shore, but just like ramped up to the point mm-hmm. to the point of wrestling you know yeah. what i mean like where they're like nice cars night drinking nice wines and like partying and like i'm better than you and you know what i mean like all that matters is the way people view me kind of thing mm-hmm. like you know what i mean yeah. they need to see that i'm doing all these nice things so they can know that i'm better than them and that includes having a personal attendant who's also an international assassin yes okay that's wrestling also never watched your that's sure, part but... of the that there's like a there's like a you can grab like a like a bundle you know what i mean when you start when you become a wrestler like do you want the <laughs> do you want the sommelier bundle and i'm like it looks pretty good yeah how bad do i have to be like, oh you gotta be pretty bad you gotta call everyone stupid and garbage and say they're out of shape and it's like that's ah, easy i mean it it's new and different at least like we've had yeah. you know managers and valets and personal trainers and uh, like support coaches and i'm pretty sure we've had like self-help gurus and we probably even had a fortune teller or something at one point but we've never had someone accompanied to the ring by their sommelier mm-hmm. so that's different at least yeah, it's different i mean the match is fine yeah, it, I have I have no compl- I have no complaints about the match. Carmella is very solid in the ring. Sasha's great. I mean, the last time we did talk, Sasha was teamed up with Bailey, but they had a falling out, and they did basically try to do like the reverse Sasha Bailey storyline that they did during NXT, right? Where it culminated in like they had a Hell in a Cell match, which Sasha won. Mm-hmm. And Bailey is still bad, still evil Bailey, mm-hmm. running around calling everybody. She's a role model. So just so you're up to date there, I guess. I mean, right? yeah, yeah, it was fine. Yeah. She's like, I'm the role model or whatever. And she's got like the very want to talk to your manager haircut. Yeah. Apparently she's feuding with Michael Cole. Yeah. yeah. Wait, <laughs> just, wait, hang on. Yeah. The From weekend update? No. Am I getting that, this wrong? That's, that's Colin Jost. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and Mike. Oh, and Michael and Michael Shea. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. don't know why I got everything all effed up there. That's fair. Yeah, yeah no, Michael Cole yeah. is one of the WWE announcers. Yeah. But is not the announcer for, because later at the beginning of the Women's Rumble, she comes out and apparently she has Cole shaved into her undercut mm-hmm. and is really mad that he's not the announcer for the Rumble. She's like, I got Cole shaved into my hair and he's not even here. God damn yeah. I want to know the psychology behind that. Like, yeah. what is that supposed to be psyching out? I don't, yeah, it's like, what do, <laughs> wait till I, I show up. I hate this guy so much, I shaved his head, <laughs> came into my head. Yeah. That'll show him, oh man, I'm going to get his ass. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm coming for you. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, yeah, Sasha wins with the bank statement, makes Carmella tap out, and that's pretty much it. Yep, there was one point in the match where sasha and reginald get into a 
altercation outside the ring. Yeah. And so the referee sends Reginald to the back, mm-hmm. ban- bans him from ringside. And then Wallace Ashes to the wine cellar, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Which is weird because he didn't do anything, right? Reginald didn't do anything. <laughs> he didn't interfere. No, Carmella threw Sasha out of the ring and Reginald actually caught Sasha. Yeah. <laughs> He's just standing there holding her. Mm-hmm. And then she puts him in a head scissors and does like a hurricane rana. Yeah. To him. It's yeah. Like, why, and why then the ref's like, all right, Reginald, I had enough of you. Get out of here. He's You're like, a what? distraction. <laughs> yeah. While distracted, Carmella does a suicide dive at Oof. Sasha and yeah. lands on her face. Yeah, <gasps> it is. It was real bad. She overshot it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. She seemed okay, but she definitely landed directly on her face. Yeah. It's also funny, too, because later on in the match, Carmella is like, why did you kick out Reginald? He didn't do anything. And I was like, yeah, she's right. She's, she's right. Why are you booing me? I'm right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So. You know, very silly, but yeah. I think the low point of this match is that at one point Sasha was, we are told that she was going for a frog splash because she has the frog splash in her repertoire because she's mm. a big fan of Eddie Guerrero, but it was the most flying nothing of a frog splash I've ever yeah, seen. it was pretty like flying it was, it was the most pathetic, like, I'm about to land on Carmela's knees frog splash yeah. attempt. Yeah, it's like they do the splash, but they, she landed on her own feet first. Yeah. Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Lots of shots in this match of the this year's WrestleMania sign, which is once again pirate themed. Yeah, I was gonna wonder about that. I was like, are they just like they're just running it back? They're like, oh, <laughs> I really like the pirates. Can we do the pirate thing again? It's like when your kid asks for the pirate birthday every year. You're like, yeah, can we do pirates again? I'm like, yeah, we can do pirates again. <laughs> we have all these graphics. I mean, yeah. that was. I mean, we didn't talk about this at the top of the show because there was just so many other things that that had bothered me. But like WWE as well. They're having the most profitable year they've had in ages, and they still furloughed a ton of people. Yeah. Oh, right. Wow. And it's like they're not they're not doing house shows. They don't have all this additional expense. You know, they're not traveling. There's like huge amounts of costs that they're saving during the pandemic by not going on tour, and they still let a bunch of people go. Like friggin' Rusev, mm-hmm. they let Rusev go, and he's you know he's known as Miro now, and he's on AEW. But yeah. like, there's a bunch of people that they fired, and it's like, why? Why did you fire all these people? You're you're making more money than you've ever made before. Mm-hmm. Also, it's a very Vince move to fire Rusev but keep Lana employed. Yeah, that's <laughs> weird, right? Anyway, after a couple commercials, there's a backstage segment with the New Day. Mm-hmm. Kofi's been out injured for a while and he makes a surprise return in this backstage promo but he's not in the rumble he's not cleared to actually wrestle but he's there to say hi the new day have custom special ring gear in memory of john huber aka brody lee Mm -hmm. aka luke harper that was that sucked that's that's a whole other big thing yeah he uh he died of some sort of just bizarre unknown lung issue uh not covid related and it really shocked and surprised everybody and um it, this wwe actually being like reasonable about it like they even like even though he didn't work there anymore they're they were cool with people talking about him and and you know like the new day having these outfits and they did a little video package in remembrance i mean AEW, where he was currently employed did an absolutely amazing like they did a whole episode that that was in his memory that Mm -hmm. 
his wife was like, this is basically his funeral. Like this is this, you know, that this is such an amazing thing. And it mm-hmm. was, it, that was a wild night of wrestling to watch that, that episode of AEW I did actually watch. So that was, that was rough, but they have these amazing, um, memorial pieces of ring gear that they later then auctioned off and everything. I didn't actually know Big E was like a big part was like very, very good friends. Yeah. All the new Jay were, I think. Yeah. But I, I think it was, I was reading a transcript of a podcast that um, his wife, Amanda went on and saying that Kenny Omega and Big E went with basically helped her break the news to, to his son, uh, which is, that's a big ask. Yeah, it is a big ask. Jeez. Uh, Big E is also the Intercontinental Champion at the moment. Yeah. Having defeated Sami Zayn, who is walking around wearing a t-shirt that says, I'm the Intercontinental Champion. (laughs) Champion. He has a documentary crew, too. Man, I love Sami Zayn. And he's being followed by, yeah, like a documentary crew. There's like a guy with a video camera and a guy with a still camera, which he's holding like a video camera. And... (laughs) I think the like the, the premise is that he's tired of he thinks everything's a conspiracy, like mm-hmm. all of WWE is against him, so he's recording it all, right? He's he's he has a crew to record every single interaction he has with anyone, so he can be like, yeah, remember when you screwed me over? I yeah. have the receipts. Yeah, <laughs> I want to know what they're going to, because surely they're actually recording this. No, right? Probably like not. surely they're actually rolling tape there. Uh, I don't know. I mean, like it wouldn't surprise me if they weren't. You know what I mean? It is WWE we're talking about. Yeah, but I mean, I'm always surprised by the stuff that they do end up recording. So I wouldn't be surprised if someday yeah. we do actually see edits of this. I, I'm I'm annoyed that they aren't actually putting out like Sammy's vlogs. Oh, oh know, yeah, that's a good yeah of like him actually using all this footage. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, maybe they are, and I just haven't seen them, but I kind of doubt it. It's time now for the women's Royal Rumble match. Oh, no, it's not. Sorry, wait. Before that, hold on. I forgot. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, this one was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, dude. So, musical performance. Yeah. From Bad Bunny. Yeah. Never heard of them. Now, here's the thing. I had also not heard of Bad Bunny, and I've discovered now that uh, it's because I'm I'm old and out of touch. <laughs> oh man, I figured that's what it was for me too, but I was like, ah, whatever. Maybe the children are wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I I wasn't sure. I was like, is this a ch- is this one of those scenarios where the children are wrong, or is this my fault? I worry <laughs> that it's my fault. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Bad Bunny is tremendously popular. Really. Yeah, he's a Puerto Rican rapper, and he's the first non-English language act to be Spotify's most streamed artist of the year in 2020. He's huge. They put out an exclusive, like, Bad Bunny X Royal Rumble, like, crossover merch, and it sold out more quickly than, like, any other piece of merch really ever done. Yeah, no, he's stupendously popular. Damn. I had no idea. Is he any good? I think it's largely as a result of the live performance aspect of it and the fact that there was no, like his him performing live combined with the lack of a live crowd. But I thought this 
performance actually like honked like i did did not enjoy this (laughs) song or his performance because the entirety of the performance was there was a dj to one side with with two with two laptops and we could see a shot from the reverse angle shot there was nothing on the screen of the laptop yeah there was just yeah just just like the bad bunny like symbol on a on the desktop background Mm -hmm. and he's just sort of traipsing around the stage while booker t (laughs) stands motionless and silent wearing camo at the top of the ramp just stands there in a spotlight for the entire thing i assume because in the original version of this song bad bunny sampled booker t because again he stands there motionless and silent for the entire performance and then at the very end Mm -hmm. gets the mic and does his can you dig it sucker yeah and that and then it's over Yep. So, yeah, apparently Bad Bunny is a huge fan of wrestling and is being involved more. Like he gets involved more later tonight, but is also he's been on the past two episodes of Raw and is apparently being very entertaining and doing a great job and just having an absolute blast, which is great. I don't have to like his music. I'm I'm glad that he's having fun and that that it seems like a mutually beneficial relationship for everybody involved. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, even a cursory Google search, which I just did, like the first Bad Bunny YouTube video I clicked on had 575 million views. <laughs> that is insane. Yeah, he's okay. he's absolutely massive. Yeah. So. How would I have never heard, like not even in passing have I heard of this person before? You know what I mean? Like usually I'd like catch it like a, a Twitter post or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah, somebody would mention it, but yeah, nobody... I, I had heard the name and had conflated it with like three other artists. Mm, it was yeah. like Bad Bunny. Is that is that like is that bad bad baby with <laughs> spelled B H A D or is that yeah. is that Lil Baby? Is that <laughs> Lil Baby? Oh, my favorite. My favorite who, who rapper, Lil Caillou. <laughs> I love Lil Caillou. <laughs> uh, Each day he grows more. Anyway. <laughs> Of the three instances where we see Bad Bunny tonight, I think yeah. the musical performance was, to me, the least interesting. And I think that was an artifact of not having a live crowd. Yeah. Also, I just, I find live performances on camera always sound like shit. Like, you could be the best band in the world. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just think they all sound bad. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if it's just the nature of, like, the way the sound travels, like, the sound, the way the sound processes from being in a live setting to an empty, in an empty arena to a camera and then to my live my stream or whatever you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's just a process it just it's gonna lose quality right yeah so after a very long by the numbers video of mm-hmm. hyping up the royal rumble as in like royal rumble by the numbers you know that thing that they show every year yeah it's time for the women's royal rumble yeah so uh number one out is bailey yep and number two is a returning, I infer, that she's been off for some time and is this is her first time back in a while because everyone reacts like that is the case, mm-hmm. of uh, Naomi. So feeling the glow. She's back. Yeah. Well, she was. I, we, we didn't know she was gone, but she's back. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea, but I'm, it's, I like Naomi a lot. No, mm-hmm. Nice to see her. They fight. <laughs> they fight. It takes, it takes a while for... Dude, this whole match, didn't it feel like nobody ever got eliminated? Yeah, it really did, which is funny because like 29 people got eliminated, but it seems like it took a long time for that to get started. Yeah. 
Number three, Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. What was the thing? EST and... Yeah, so she was the EST of NXT, but now yeah. she's on SmackDown, so now she's just the EST. What does EST stand for again? Uh, so what no, was the it, thing? It's, what was the... It, it's, it's superlative. The, yeah, it's the superlative. She's the fastest, strongest. Ah, uh, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so she's great. She's got like a quasi sort of like superhero Superman kind of style. Like it doesn't have the S, but it's like a big sort of uh, lip kiss design on the front of her. Mm-hmm. outfit and like cartoon sound effect onomatopoeias all over you know, like like slam bang like sort of all over the all over the outfit anyway yeah. it's pretty cool and she and naomi do the like they do like the two-person cartwheel oh yeah yeah that was cute yeah like she picks naomi up upside down so that naomi's legs are in the air and then they like cartwheel it's like a circus act it's the sort of thing you can only do if both people are really into the idea yeah <laughs> <laughs> nobody ever accidentally two-person cartwheels yeah no yeah. i don't think it ever works out like that next is billy k now mm-hmm. they broke up the uh, this is so stupid they broke up the iconics yeah billy k and peyton royce and put them on different brands and then like i think the idea was that they wanted to see peyton royce as a singles competitor but then they immediately paired her up with like two different people like mm-hmm. they, they put her in a tag team with someone else and they put her in a different tag team with someone else and so she's just been floundering meanwhile billy k has been doing like hilarious comedy stuff on smackdown like yeah well she's just naturally funny right she's yeah just, yeah i think she kind of proved it with this like her little role yeah because right? she comes out with like a bunch of eight by tens yeah of herself and she's trying to recruit a partner yeah she goes and sits with the ring announcers doesn't want to get in the ring until she has like some backup and so yeah. she spends the next several entrances standing by the entrance ramp with her eight by ten glossy being like hey here i am uh submitted for your approval <laughs> me yeah. what if you yeah. and i team up and get in the ring and generally yeah. she gets rejected yeah Entrant number five, Shotzi Blackheart. Yeah. She has a tank. Man, it's so cool. Yeah, it's a cool Shotzi tank. Blackheart's so cool. This tank has got a vast improvement since her original tank. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's true. There have been upgrades to the tank infrastructure. Yeah. It I'm says sorry. TCB on the front. What's that? Like, like, a, like an army man tank. No, it's like a little Power Wheels tank. Okay. It's like a little mini tank. That she rides in or she yes. RC yeah. controller? Okay. No, she rides in it. Yeah, it's like, wow. you know, like, uh, <laughs> you know, like the, yeah, like Power Wheels, like the, um, like a little, you know, like a children's, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like no, something no, a know. child would ride. <laughs> I know what a Power Wheels is. I lusted for one for years and mm-hmm. even past when I could have been riding in it because I was a husky child. Yeah, I was always, I was always too big for him. You know what I mean? Because me, I was always like eight feet tall. You know know what I mean? Even when I was born, I just came out like I came out like when I was born, it was kind of like, you know, when the magicians are pulling out the different colored, like tied together handkerchiefs. That's what it was like when I they pulled me out there like, oh, it just keeps keeps going. Yeah, it's like most of that's the umbilical cord, but we think it's part of his body. (laughs) What a weird aside that was. (laughs) Even if my parents would have bought something like power wheels for me which i very much doubt our yard growing up had Mm -hmm. like a a wall like the the lawn just ended in like a sheer drop 
and mm-hmm. that seems like a recipe for disaster. <laughs> were, you, were you were you were your parents house on kong island what were you <laughs> there's a there's a sheer <laughs> drop to a cl- there's a cliff yeah it's the like ocean yeah. right below it yeah <laughs> my, my dad parents. would go out there and brood in the middle yeah. of the storm mormons would come over and our dad would lure them to the cliff yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it's a tank <laughs> yeah there's a tank with a skull on the front it says tcb for yeah. taking care of business yeah every day yeah so anyway she gets in the ring still no eliminations number six Shayna baszler the queen of oh well also um spades. billy k tries to make friends with shotzi and then shotzi shoots at her with the tank yeah <laughs> Yeah, the tank shoots a gun, and she's like, and then Philly K ends up back at the announce table, and she's like, she shot me. I can't, I'm not going to try to do the Australian accent. And and then uh, I can't remember who said it, but they were like, oh, I'm pretty sure he was. she was aiming at Byron. She's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> now that I know she has an Australian accent, I understand yeah. why they're us- they're playing her for laughs. Yes. Yeah, because yes. Vince finds accents funny. Yeah. Like, well, she talks funny. Yeah. We we talked about the iconics before with the like that backstage interview with like, mm-hmm. with oh, like you what did, what did she say? Did she go to journalism for that? Yeah. She must be joking. Okay. Yeah, that's the you've got to be joking. And <laughs> Billy Kay tries to get Shayna Baszler to join her, and Shayna Baszler responds by strangling her. So yeah. you know, great. <laughs> great effort uh, like, well i tried to get a partner today what happened she just comes home after a long day at work what happened well uh i tried to get a partner with somebody in a tank and they shot me and then i tried to get friends with an mma fighter and she choked me <laughs> it's like it's a long day next entrant is tony storm yeah. who <laughs> luckily for billy k just ignores her mm-hmm. wait we are this many people in seven people, and you haven't talked about anything in the ring. No, well, it's because it's the it's just a big schmoz. Yeah, like, the Royal Rumble is just like a mess, right? It's just it's like well, yeah, but like normally there's like oh, and then you like the two person cartwheel, like that. You mentioned that one thing, and I was mm-hmm. like, but somebody they must have thrown somebody out, or nope, nope. People are ganging up on one person. Part of my problem with this match is like they got to like, I don't know, it felt like 15 people at the ring at one time. Like they just like refused to eliminate anybody and clear the ring out. So it got very muddled. Huh. And the, the the Royal Rumble, like the Royal Rumble formula is like people fill into the ring and each new person that comes into the ring, that new person gets about 20 seconds to get their shit in. Right. Uh, and then as the ring fills up, there becomes less space for people to get their shit in. So it just becomes a mess. Yeah. Yeah. We actually have our first elimination right now because Shotzi Blackheart goes for a high kick on Shayna Baszler mm-hmm. and Baszler just catches her foot and then like does the like like starts walking towards Blackheart, meaning that she has to do like the one foot, like the hop mm-hmm. and just being like, ah, no, no, no. Wah, and just right over the right over the top rope. So anytime I see somebody doing a situation like that, I think of cameron our cameron's like no 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 <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, no 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 please please i beg you please yeah. yeah so next entrant number eight jillian hall who is who is this okay is she from the period the dark period that i didn't watch correct okay <laughs> i figured i was like who is this yeah 
So Jillian Hall, she had a rough go, I would mm-hmm. say. She was in WWE sort of around 2005 as like a, like mostly in like a managerial role. But then she got this weird gimmick where she would be singing like she she would sing uh, you know like very like sort of britney spears style i want to say often like directly just singing britney spears parodies or whatever but the the bit was that she's absolutely god-awful at singing wait what like her character is a terrible singer who thinks that she's a great singer wow okay that's not good (laughs) that's why she walked to the ring with like the little like pop star head microphone uh-huh. being like <laughs> you know it's yeah. like and it's like oh right jillian yeah i remember her cool yeah. thanks uh <laughs> yeah she left wwe in 2010 hmm. so yeah and technically retired in 2014 huh yeah weird but, I've never heard of her before this. Yeah. Well, again, she was from the dark period where you were not watching. And I guess nobody, nobody really brings up the Jillian or the Jillian Hall, like, of like fondly, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I remember no. Jillian Hall and her great gimmick where she was a bad singer. <laughs> no. Correct. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good news for Billy Kay, who's very excited to see Jillian Hall. Yeah. She thinks that uh, hooking up with Billy Kay would be a great idea. So they've finally... Like Billy Kay finally gets in the ring and her and Jillian are now working together as a team. Her pitch is uh, we could call our team Billy and Jilly. Right. That's her pitch. That's the pitch. That's it. And Jillian yeah. Kay's, or Jillian Hall is like, yeah, yeah. Wait, are they mic'd at ringside? Like, how did you hear this? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's the, the ringside cameras have microphones. You, d- oh. you typically don't hear a lot of stuff, but you can you can pick some things up. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, number nine entrant is Ruby Riot, mm-hmm. and we get to see the first instance, I think, of something that I found very distracting, which is that they've started to bring NFL camera technology into WWE, mm-hmm. where as people are coming down the entrance ramp, yeah, yeah, they do this weird, like, fake depth of field. Does it look weird? Am I the only one? Like, I was like, it looks like it different. It's different, right? <laughs> it's just like, I was like, why does it look so weird? Yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's it's an artificial depth of field. It's essentially like a Snapchat filter. Yeah. Skype even does this where it like blurs out your background mm-hmm. if you don't want to show the squalor that you live in on a business call. <laughs> but but it's not true depth of field. It's not. Fucking squalor. Oh, man. If you don't want to show the squalor that you're wrestling in, you know, we can blur yeah. all that shit out. Maybe the crowd in the Thunderdome should use that. Yeah, but I mean, it always looks like ass on Skype or whatever. But of yeah. course, this is this is that same technology with like millions of dollars of tech behind it. Yeah. So you know, in terms of like pulling the wrestlers out from the background, it's good. You don't get like false positives of them, like you know, like aspects of them blurring when they shouldn't. But it does look weird because the background shouldn't be that depth of field at that distance, and like it just it's it's not. It's not the uncanny valley, but it's that kind of idea where it's like, oh, this looks kind of wrong somehow. It looks too video gamey. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the, the feeling that I was like, it looks too much like it just looks very fake. Yeah, it definitely looks unnatural. Yeah. 
Ruby Riot, on the other hand, looks awesome yeah. and gets in the ring and starts really trying to kick people's ass. Uh, she and Tony Storm have a bit of a fight, too. Uh, Tony Storm apparently was a last minute sub for Mia Yim, who tested positive for COVID. Mm. Just a reminder. <laughs> hey, that's still happening during the run. Yeah, it's it, still no? happening, isn't it? Uh, I mean, luckily, we didn't see Katie Catanzaro in this in this uh, in this match. She's uh, most recently the one that was like posting Instagram stories of her and her friends like out at nightclubs, maskless, and, you know, very good friends with someone who was at the Capitol riots. It's hilarious. Anyway, I don't think it'll ever come up. And I know I hate to put it in another side because we're already an hour deep. But uh, Zelina Vega got f- fired just yeah. because I need to remember she was like she made she made a social media post about like unionizing well so i think oh. what it was is that yeah. she got so they're cracking down on even though all these people are technically contractors mm-hmm. wwe wants to treat them like contractors but get all the benefit of employees yes and so people were starting to have twitch channels or they were using cameo and they started to really crack down on that and Zelina vega i don't recall her actual real name but she had an OnlyFans, a non-sexual OnlyFans. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. her cosplay. Oh, cool. And they were they wanted to put a stop to that. And she was like, no, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't, I'm a contractor. You can't tell me to not do other work on the side as long as it doesn't affect the work I'm doing for you. And they were like, okay, well, we're probably going to fire you then. So then knowing that she was about to be fired, she tweeted like 10 minutes before they announced that they were firing her, she she tweeted, I support unions. Yeah! Uh, <laughs> fucking get their asses, Zelina. That's so good. I didn't know so it was it, like that. Like, yeah, so it looked oh, like they man. fired her for supporting unions. Yeah, what a genius. That's so, so good. good. Yeah. It's very clever. I feel bad uh, a little for alistair black mm-hmm. who is her boyfriend husband, husband? boyfriend husband. i don't know if they're i think they're married i think they're married yes they are they are married okay and because he has been not seen on tv for some time and i it's probably retaliatory because that's how wwe operates mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway but uh, eventually all can be forgiven as witnessed by entrant number 10 victoria mm-hmm. holy crap victoria i remember seeing her even though this was again i think this was the same dark ages period that i didn't watch but i knew of victoria yeah she left wwe in 2009 and has made no appearance in wwe since then and even mm-hmm. like sort of questioning like I don't know who I pissed off, but I never get invited to these things. Like when they're doing like a, the reunion shows or the women's rumbles or anything. And she's like, I thought we left on good terms. I, I don't actually like, I, I don't actually know what, why they've never once reached out to me for this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but finally they did. Yeah. No, Victoria was great at the time uh, when she was in WWE. Um, her finisher, uh, the widow's peak uh, was uh, very cool. And it was nice to see Victoria back and she gets to actually like, clean up the ring a little bit i mean at least like look really strong which there was like a behind the scenes interview afterwards where she was like i was afraid that i was just going to be like oh yeah look hey it's victoria and she gets eliminated but everyone was like okay then victoria's going to show up and she's going to kick the crap out of people and she was like oh yay good yeah <laughs> <laughs> number 11 peyton royce 
So the other half of the Iconics, who they split up because of the brand split, but they did not end on bad terms. Yeah. So when she gets in the ring, there's a bit where she and Billy Kay are, you know, she's like, hey, cool, let's let's do this. And so they grab Victoria and do like a double team move on her. Mm -hmm. And then they go to do like the Iconic pose and... Ruby Riot, who had been working with Billy Kay as well, is like, hey, what's going on? And Billy Kay, like, gets embarrassed. She's like, you know, like when your old friends come around and you're <gasps> hanging out with your new friends and yeah. you don't want to look, you don't want to look silly in front of your new friends yeah. by being cool with your old friends. And so she doesn't do the pose. Yeah. And Peyton oh. Royce is like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> it was very sad. Yeah. I mean, if, wait, but if she knew that she was her old partner's gonna come to the ring, why did she have to stump for new partners? Why not just wait till her old partner shows up? Like that's a good, that's a good point. That's a, that's a very good point. I'm I'm sorry, mm. I'm looking for Royal Rumble plot holes here, but no, no, fair. <laughs> stop looking for plot holes in wrestling, okay? Yeah, you're not gonna find any. <laughs> Give it up, old man. So Peyton Royce does a. The commentators call it a version of a widow's peak yeah. to Bailey, which incenses Victoria, who does a widow's peak. It's um, how do I describe this? So Victoria picks her up and holds her above her shoulders so mm -hmm. that they are back to back. Yeah. So Victoria is standing. If you look up the move Gory Special, G O R Y is like how it kind of like is set up. I'm trying to paint a mental picture. If I feel like if I can get Beach to understand this, then it'll be good for the audience if they can't see it. Mm -hmm. So it's like two people standing back to back and they link arms? Kind of, yeah. So Peyton's feet are off the ground. Victoria is holding her up. They're back to back, but Victoria is holding Peyton above Victoria's shoulders. I'm glad you specified back to back because I'm just picturing that large woman holding up a small woman image that's been going around. Right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so then Peyton bends her knees so that she's sort of hooked under wrapped around victoria's yeah. waist oh they're still back to back they're yeah. still back to back okay so okay they're back to back so peyton's bent at the knees and her legs are going around to victoria's front oh interesting okay yeah and then while holding her there victoria aggressively sits down which then jams Peyton's knees into the mat mm -hmm. right okay. okay I think it's more just like it's more the focus on the neck right because they're like she's holding her head like a neck breaker yeah she's holding she's yeah. holding Peyton's neck like over her shoulder on top of her shoulder yeah. oh okay yeah, yeah, yeah. all right yeah it's yeah. like a neck breaker that's, that's it's a sudden thing. sharp stop from hitting the hitting on your knees but having your head held <laughs> yeah. I mean that's yeah. most wrestling it's just a sudden sharp stop yeah yeah okay so that was neat. Yeah. Entrant number 12, I this I admit, along with Bad Bunny, this is the only other person on the show tonight whom I had absolutely never heard of. Yeah, never heard of him. Santana Garrett from yep. NXT. She seems very flippy. Yeah. Yeah. Next entrant is Liv Morgan, mm -hmm. also of the Riot Squad, so who are still a going concern. So she and Ruby Riot work together a little bit, which is nice. Because I I'm never sure, like if the Riot Squad are still a thing. Well, they still show up on the graphic, like on their music when their music's playing. It says Riot Squad, yeah. so I think they are still a tag team. Yes, great for Ruby Riot. Shame for Liv Morgan, I suppose. At this point, too, um, Liv and Ruby are working together, and then mm -hmm. Jillian Hall interrupts or attacks Billy Kay at some point in this. 
she yeah. turns on her. So <laughs> we've had <laughs> Jillian Hall and Billy Kay already broke up. Yeah. Oh. The Riot Squad eliminate Billy Kay. Yeah. Number 14, Rhea Ripley. Yeah. She's oh, back. Hell yeah. She hell had yeah. she had some problems last year after the wrestle like the WrestleMania loss, I think, happened because visa issues and because of COVID. So she had to like go back to <laughs> go back to Australia. Um, <laughs> go back so, to Australia where they take these things seriously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah please. She's probably like, sure, yeah. Sure, mate. Yeah. Rhea Ripley, man. I I aesthetically I find her aesthetically pleasing. I think that's a nice way to say that, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah. She's also the the cane of the women's rumble. She gets seven eliminations over yeah. the course of tonight. Ooh. I mean, again, I'm I'm gonna be dipping into a different fan base here, but Rhea Ripley is basically a female Rogadine from uh Final Fantasy. So mm-hmm. there's a small subsection of the people that'll be like, Wow, she is. Yeah. So if you want to picture yeah. what she looks like. Number fifteen, Charlotte Flair. Mm-hmm. Oh, the best part about this was when they when Charlotte Flair's music hit, I think it was Bailey. It got caught on the mic. She said, oh, shit. When, <laughs> when Charlotte's music hit, it was so good, man. I was cracking up. Oh! It's like, shut the burn. That hits. And so I think it was Bailey. It was like, oh, shit. It's so funny because it's like they would have run through this. So they know. Yeah. So yeah. the only reason to act surprised is for the benefit of the audience. Yes. But then you shouldn't swear. Yeah. Yeah. Which means that it was like, I think we can get away with one. You know, like that kind of idea. No, I think she's just getting really into the moment. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. There's a fun little bit where, so Charlotte and Rhea have some back and forth because, of course, they have history. But there's a bit where Ruby Riot is holding on to Peyton Royce outside the ring to try and drag her off. Mm-hmm. So Bailey slips under the rope. Not, which is not an elimination and pulls Ruby riot down to the floor with like, just a, like a spine buster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just starts like yelling at her and making fun of her. And Peyton Royce manages to not get eliminated there somehow. Number 16, Dana Brooke, who, uh, you know, makes the very bad Royal rumble decision of doing top rope maneuvers, which is always dangerous, but got in a lot more offense than I thought. Like I was sort of like, Oh yeah, Dana Brooke. Well, She'll be eliminated pretty quickly, but yeah. she did, she was not. She did a good job. She did one of those things where you do a big flip and everyone in the ring catches you and they all go flying about. Mm-hmm. It's like you think that there'd just be like a because of today's society. Like I'm, I'm thinking that wrestlers are a lot like people that play video games and they're like, this is there's a guide. You know what I mean? Like somebody YouTube a video like they search for a video like how to do the Royal Rumble, you know? Mm-hmm. don't climb the top rope like number one like do not under any circumstances climb on the top rope stay on your hands and knees <laughs> yeah. so the smoke doesn't get you <laughs> uh, <laughs> entrant number 17 wwe hall of famer tori wilson mm-hmm. she looks great she's like 40 something too she's 45 45 man yeah She's one of those people who, ever since she left WWE, has devoted herself entirely to fitness. Like, she does, like, she's, like, a fitness instructor, or like, does yoga or whatever. So, just looks astounding. Does, like, a swinging neck breaker and stuff. And, you know, like, getting, she's getting to do way more interesting wrestling now than she did when she was actually active. Yeah. I think she would have, a lot of those women that were in that time would have thrived a lot harder if they were in the modern landscape. Oh, Yeah. She was there in the period of time where it was sort of like... Like Divas era? Yeah, well, even even prior to when they rebranded it as the as the Divas era, it was like 
Okay, here let me read you a section from her from her Wikipedia page. Wilson teamed with Sable in March 2004 to defeat Raw Divas Stacey Keebler and Miss Jackie. The feud storyline centered on the latter duo's jealousy of Wilson and Sable as Playboy cover girls. After weeks of rival rivalry, Wilson and Sable defeated Keebler and Miss Jackie in a Playboy evening gown match at WrestleMania 20 by stripping their opponents of their evening gowns. I was going to say, that's what happens in those, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Those were some days. Those were some days, yeah. So now she's, like, doing, you know, like, face busters and flips and stuff. So it's like, oh, this is nice. Yeah. Rhea Ripley eliminates Dana Brooke by just flinging her at the ring apron, uh, Mm -hmm. which, you know, it behooves me to remind you is the hardest part of the ring. Yes. And she flops down to outside. We haven't done this in a while, so I just figured, you know, I should remind everyone that it's Mm -hmm. the hardest part of the ring. Number 18. So the timer counts down. Number 18, whose music hits, but Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what are they doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had the same reaction. I was like, oh, no. You, yeah. Okay, because my first reaction is, if it's not Charlotte again, just <laughs> nope. for some sort of reason, then it's Ric Flair in a dress, right? I, I was afraid that it was just going to be Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. Oh, Okay. <laughs> That yeah. they were just going to have Ric Flair be like, what's up? I'm in the women's rumble. How's it going? Yeah. You hit a certain age and they're like, you can't be in the men's rumble anymore, but you can wrestle with the women is kind of that attitude, I'm sure. <laughs> That's what I was afraid of. Yeah. yeah. But no, it turns out that it's act. the actual entrant is Lacey Evans wearing one of Ric Flair's robes. Mm-hmm. So Ric Flair is there. He comes out and then he gestures and then Lacey Evans comes out because apparently there's a feud between Charlotte and Lacey. And her dad has taken Lacey's side. That's that's got a sting. Mm-hmm. It's very strange. Well, I know they tried like, to like. I think like they tried to do a thing where like Lacey was a baby face, and then that didn't work out too well. So then they had to make her a heel, and Charlotte was a heel for a little while, and then not a heel, and now she's like kind of in between. And that's pretty much the gist of what I've gotten over the last like six months. I don't think Lacey Evans has ever truly thrived, and I think that's only partly on her. I think it's mostly on what she's been given to work with, but has has not impressed me hugely. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, Charlotte just beats the tar out of her with like feathers flying all over the ring from Flair's robe. Oh, also, this is weird. When she made her entrance, when Lacey made her entrance, and she like gets in the ring, right? And then mm-hmm. she starts showboating and turns her back to Charlotte and then gets punched in the back of the head. It's like, what do you think was going to happen, you idiot? Like, did you think about this before? It's like, maybe, maybe Ric Flair, the dirtiest player in the game, would have told you, hey, don't go in the ring and turn your back to Charlotte because she's going to punch you. Lacey's not smart either. Yeah. It's like, what? you dumbass. Yeah. Oh, uh, Bianca Belair eliminates Bailey. Mm-hmm. And the next entrant is Mickey James, who is not like a surprise return. She's still uh, She's on Raw, around, which, is, yeah. which is great. Because Mickey James is from the same era as the other people we've been mentioning, like Jillian Hall and Tori Wilson. But she's just still active, which I think is great. I like Mickey James a lot. She Oh, she gets up in charlotte flair's face she's like i've been waiting for this for a long time and they sort of fight back and forth and do like chops and fight for a little bit yeah flair it looks like flair has like a foot of height on mickey james yes like i'm exaggerating but yeah but flair is very tall yeah Yeah. charlotte flair is very tall our next entrant number 20 is nikki cross who i don't know how nikki cross is doing these days after 
her and Alexa Bliss split up, but I do like Nikki Cross. Yeah. She is not, they were trying to get away from like the sanity Nikki Cross, right? Yeah. And make her like a person and not just like a maniac. Yeah. She's still fairly maniac. Mm-hmm. But only slightly. I mean, she does stand in the middle of the ring and beat her chest like a gorilla. Yes. So, you know, there's but that. But that's just wrestling, right? Yeah. Number 21, Alicia Fox, who is <laughs> technically a free agent. Yeah. So she <laughs> runs out, gets in the ring, and before she can do anything, R-Truth yeah. approaches the ring. When they introduced the 24-7 championship, I was excited about that. Mm-hmm. And they have fumbled the delivery. <laughs> Wasn't the R Truth is like the 75 time 24 7 champion, isn't he? It's just, it always goes back to R Truth. Mm-hmm. He's the only one that wins it. Maybe he's the only one that cares to. Well, but he's constantly being chased by and running away from other people who are trying to get it from him. And then mm-hmm. they'll do some goofy thing. And then at the end of the night, it's back on R Truth again. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the title's back on R Truth again. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, he runs out. And Alicia Fox is like, no, not now. And he's like, oh, my bad. Wrong rumble. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes to go backstage and then all the cruiserweights are out there chasing truth because it's always the cruiserweights. So he yeah. tries to run away like through through the women's rumble match. So he's now in the ring and isn't like using Alicia Fox to like knock the dudes off the ring while they're trying to climb in yeah so fox is like all right screw this and so she pins him Mm -hmm. the referee does a count and she wins the title so (laughs) (laughs) she gets made the 24 7 champ during the women's rumble which i think is a first that's awesome so she's still celebrating while number 22 mandy rose enters and alicia fox is still like grandstanding and showboating and Mm -hmm. so mandy rose comes into the ring and they do a whole bunch of fighting and then I think, yeah, then Mandy Rose eliminates Alicia Fox. And then as soon as Alicia Fox lands outside the ring, our truth rolls her up and wins the 24 seven title back. <laughs> yeah. And then runs away while everyone chases him. Yeah. Yeah. It's very Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. That is the best thing that I could think of to describe it. Very Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Number 23, Dakota Kai from NXT who gets a couple good hits in and then makes a mistake of going for Rhea Ripley, who just sort of like (laughs) picks her up. Like it's a very, it's a very like, why does Ripley as the larger wrestler? Like it's, she's so much bigger than Dakota Kai. Mm -hmm. Dakota Kai is like tiny. Yeah. They keep fighting. Like it's not like she just picks her up and chucks her out, but I believe she does eventually get, get eliminated by Rhea Ripley. Number 24 is Carmella once again accompanied by her pesky sommelier reginald who the commentators are like wait is he allowed to be out here like it's i think it's king on commentary it's like the only incisive commentary that jerry the king lawler has made in like the last decade mm-hmm. is that is that he's like guys wait a minute hang on can i get a ruling on this because like earlier in the night the referee told reginald to leave ringside is he allowed to be back out here right now and they were like shut up king that doesn't matter and i was like no you let that man speak (laughs) yeah but then king turns around and says something stupid like hey byron when you're watching this royal rumble pretend all these women are fighting over you it's like king what the fuck is wrong what the and even like the two other commentators like ha 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 yeah, I couldn't uh I couldn't I couldn't stay on King's side very long. No. In that moment I was like I was like, no, you give me an answer. 
Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, King, for asking the questions <laughs> no one else will ask. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, what else are you saying? No, please stop uh, talking. Sorry, stop. Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, grace period's over. They do do a thing where Carmela's about to be eliminated and Reginald catches her. Yeah. And puts her back in the ring. So there's that. Naomi doesn't do any amazing almost getting eliminated spot this year. Actually, that's not true. They do a thing a little later that's kind of entertaining, but there's no Kofi spot because Kofi's not in the room. Her and B- Bianca Belair did like the same sequence on the apron two times in a row. Did you notice that? Where like Bianca was on the inside of the ring and Naomi's on the Naomi's on the apron and then like they do some dodging and then Bianca Belair sweeps Naomi's leg and then she just falls down and they do that twice. They do it once and then like five minutes later they do the exact same thing. And I'm like, that was like they're worried you missed it. Like, yeah, I don't know. They're just trying to. Yeah, they're like, it was weird. I, I felt like it was like, oh, that it's like in the Matrix when I'm like, oh, that black cat. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Bianca Blair sweeping the leg again. I'm like, weird. Deja yeah. vu. Like, what did you say? <laughs> There's no deja vu in the Matrix. So I'm like, oh, OK. Yeah. So Carmela gets knocked down again and Reginald catches her again. Yeah. And then Tamina comes out at number 25. And starts sizing up to super kick them. So Reginald turns around and Carmella is so scared by this incoming super kick that she just gets down. She just she just like gets out of Reginald's arms. So Reginald gets super kicked. But mm-hmm. then the refs are like, well, that's your feet on the floor. So you're eliminated. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Carmella's like, well, what the? Oh, and then heads to the back. Does she drag Reginald behind her? No, she just sort of yells at his body while she leaves. Oh, okay. Tamina and Rhea Ripley get into it a little bit as they are the largest in the ring currently. Yeah, I'm sorry. I totally forgot that there's a bit where Naomi gets knocked out of the ring and lands on her back outside the ring with keeping her feet in the air. And then she grabs Bianca Belair's hair and drags her down while sort of hauling herself back up. So they end up in this situation where both of them are lying on the apron with their legs hooked on the ropes such that their torsos are cantilevered out over the floor. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And they start like just sort of slap fighting each other. And then they agree to a detente where they like hold hands and use leverage to like fling themselves both back up in the ring. <laughs> yeah. So, so the it's, way you're describing it to me, because I can't see it, mm-hmm. is that it's like person A holds person B and lifts person B. And while person B has been lifted into the air, person B then lifts person A and they learn to fly. Yeah, it is a very climb onto my shoulders and pull me up kind of scenario. Yeah. Okay. But it works somehow. I don't, you know, it, it's like medium convincing. All right. Next entrant is Lana, mentioned is still employed. And she comes out and she actually gets a little bit of offense. The crowd seems excited to see Lana, which is nice for her. Number 27, Alexa Bliss. Mm-hmm. Now, what's up with Alexa Bliss? Uh, she's been brainwashed by the Fiend. <laughs> so, because her Titantron entrance is like Alexa's funhouse. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, she's been doing a bunch of apparently really cool stuff with Bray Wyatt. And yeah, she sort of like has minor fiend powers, it seems. Which is weird because like she goes into like fiend mode, right? Like yeah. the they, they make like, it was actually super cool. They made like the crowd kind of fracture, like all the video. Oh, like Parts of it disappeared and stuff. But then she just gets thrown out. Yeah, like it looks like she's powering up to do something. And then yeah. Rhea Ripley just like <laughs> zoops her over the top rope. And it's like, <laughs> like I don't know. Okay. Okay. Wait. Weird. So she barely had any time on on screen. Yeah, she's in she's in the rumble for a minute. Yeah. Oh. Number twenty eight is Ember Moon, who I still maintain is canonically a werewolf, mm-hmm. and is great. 
and jumps in the ring and does good stuff. I yeah. think she eliminates Lana, almost eliminates Lana. No, not quite. She gets a lot of offense in. Number 29 is Nia Jax, mm-hmm. who, so just before she gets in there, Shayna Baszler, does Shayna Baszler get eliminated? No, she gets thrown out of the ring, but not eliminated. And so Nia helps her back up and is like, let's go in there and kick asses. And so then they both go back to the ring and start clearing house a bunch and eliminating lots of folks, which ends up with then Nia Jax eliminating Shayna Baszler. Yeah. They're, they're the tag team. They're the women's tag team champions. Ah, right. Thank you. Yeah. They want them on the pre-show. You keep saying people are coming into the ring and, and very few people are leaving it. And, and that seemed to just... I haven't watched a lot of Royal Rumbles, but normally it always feels like they try to keep that meat. Like there can only ever be like eight or 10 people in the ring. Otherwise it'll all fall apart. Like yeah. the, you know, load bearing weight is not, cannot take this much uh, beef. <laughs> yeah. Eventually Nia Jax does eliminate Shayna. Who's like, what the heck? And Nia's facial expression is like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah. I don't, it's like my arms Weird. just did that. I don't, I don't get it. I'm so, yeah. I don't, I'm so surprised as you are. Yeah. She is eliminated, by the way, by Lana doing the same thing that McIntyre did to Goldberg earlier, which is she gets Nia Jax to run angrily at her, and then she pulls the top rope down, and Nia just goes whoop right over. Yeah. And then number 30, uh, Natalia, who yeah. on her way to the ring gets beat up by the now eliminated Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, who then both run back in the ring and attack a bunch of other people. This is all legal because that's how the Royal Rumble works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there aren't any rules. Mm-hmm. Right. So we have... Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Natalia, Lana, and Charlotte Flair are the five in the ring right now. Mm -hmm. Natalia and Lana, I guess they're also a tag team because they are wearing very similar outfits and they do do a big hug. Yeah, because Lana was like off for a while too. This is like her comeback. Her, she's back. Right, and then Natalia does the same thing that just happened with Nia Jax, where she immediately turns on Lana and eliminates her. So we're down to final four. Natalia almost eliminates Rhea Ripley, but then Bianca Belair sends her over. They pipe in a this is awesome chant. Yep. <laughs> the speakers like sick. All right. <laughs> this is. And hey, you, wait a second. This is awesome. <laughs> well, because once people hear it, they think it's other people doing it. So then yeah. they start singing along with it. So it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, exactly. I don't recall exactly the history that Ripley and Belair have, but they seem to make a connection that they're going to work together to try and eliminate Charlotte Flair. Mm-hmm. Well, they both had problems uh, with Charlotte because, like, when Charlotte came, remember when Charlotte won the NXT title, mm-hmm. and then Charlotte came to NXT, and then bon- Bianca Belair was like, "No, <laughs> no, you can't come you here and do what you, you want. You don't go here. Yeah, so you don't go to the school. You can't. Yeah, you can't go to our prom. So yeah, that's. I think that's what the the reasoning was." Charlotte won the NXT title, but not at NXT. Yeah, this was last year. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Sorry. Working together, they do actually end up successfully eliminating her, which she thinks is hilarious for some reason. Like she's laughing about it while she's lying down outside the ring. And so then, yeah, then it's a battle between Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley, Mm -hmm. who both end up doing like the, the, it's called skinning the cat where they're like holding on to the second rope outside the ring, flailing their feet around, trying not to touch the floor. And there was there was a thing of like I saw some murmuring on social media that it like it looked like they one of them should have been eliminated, but no. Also, it doesn't as we've seen many times before in WWE, it doesn't really matter no. unless the ref makes that call, which they didn't. Yeah. So I thought skinning the cat was when you are dangling like that, when you use the like you you pull yourself back up 
and slowly flip over the rope to get back in the ring. Yeah, that's a good point. I actually don't know which part is the skinning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which part's the cat? Which part's the skinning? This whole metaphor just falls apart. Yeah. Much like wrestling. Okay. If you examine it too closely, it just falls apart. Yeah. Well, they don't do that, but they do make a quick detente to both get back in the ring and just have an actual fight, mm-hmm. which which they do, which is very good and goes on for some time. And eventually, it's funny, too, because Ray Ripley is still technically NXT, I just realized. I don't think we've ever had someone from NXT win the Rumble. Mm, no. No. And we won't today because after much battling and to her own shocked excitement, Bianca Belair wins the Women's Royal Rumble. Yep. Putting the EST in WrestleMania. Yeah. Which is, there's an EST, it's right there. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> so she gets to challenge either, I guess, Sasha Banks or I don't know who the Raw Women's Champion is right now. Isn't it Oscar? Oh, that would I would love to see that. It's I'm Asuka. so excited that that you said her name because I was like, when Oscar's not around, I'm always asking where's Oscar. Where's Oscar? Yeah. <laughs> she was on the pre-show with Charlotte. She was a tag team. She was the women's tag team champions with Charlotte. Oh, okay. and then they lost okay. to Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax after Ric Flair interfered. Right. But why did she not draw lots to enter the Rumble, or is she just not allowed? Well, generally the champion's not allowed unless you're Brock Lesnar. Okay. <laughs> okay. There, there, then what you're saying is there is a rule mm-hmm. unless you're Brock Lesnar. Yes. Okay. Well, there was also the year that Roman was the champion and was in the Rumble, but the Rumble match was also for the title. Yeah. Oh, but I mean, the okay. year Brock entered, he was like, I'm the champion, but I'm ending the Royal Rumble and I hope I get to fight myself. <laughs> Basically, Which, he's like, right. I'm going to win this and I'm going to fight Brock Lesnar. Right. I think it was around for that, too, because I was like, yeah. oh, please let that happen. Please let your marquee event at the largest wrestling thing in, in, in the world be a man fights himself in the ring like Colin Bomber Harris. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, don't put me in charge of wrestling because it would suck because that's what would have happened. It would be like New Japan. <laughs> yeah. Brock Lesnar would have entered at number one, defeated everybody handily and then went on to defeat himself and his own inner demons. At wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's a real feel-good story. Or lose to himself. Oh, that's even better, Beach. I like. Yeah. Okay, Beach. I'm willing to go fifty-fifty on this venture with you. <laughs> he has it, to solemnly hand the championship <laughs> belt over to to like this like ethereal shadow of himself, who then fades back into the mega realm. Yeah. <laughs> never to be seen again yeah you can only challenge for the title once every three years (laughs) when brock lesnar appears like brigadoon yeah (laughs) oh man all right well yeah that that rumble was okay it was a little messy it was just like it got a little clunk it got a little clumped up you know yeah there was too many people in the ring at, at once and it made it hard to like for people to do their stuff i don't envy their envy the wrestlers really yeah Belair cuts a tearful promo interview in the ring and then points at the sign, and then we go to a commercial break. Yep. Backstage, The Miz and John Morrison are approaching the dressing room of Bad Bunny, and they're trying to basically sell Bad Bunny on the idea of working with them. Miz is like, hey, look, you know, you're the number one music person. I'm the A-lister. Also, Morrison is here. We should work together. We should, uh, you know, form a, a greater media collaboration. Wouldn't that be an awesome thing to do? And Bad Bunny's like, ah, you know what? I'm, I, it's, I think I'm okay. Thanks, but no thanks. Miz is super offended by this. 
And he starts making fun of Booker T. He's like, what, you're going to work with Booker T and not me? I mean, you know, Booker T just standing there like, me, 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 me. and of course, Booker T comes up behind Miz while he's making fun of him. And then he gets to deliver his tell me you did not just say that line mm-hmm. while Morrison just excuses himself. Morrison's just like, oh, uh, goodbye and leaves. Yeah. <laughs> and then Booker T threatens Miz and then they both go into Bad Bunny's dressing room and then Morrison comes back and then that's that's it. Yep. The kickoff panel of Charlie Caruso, Sonny Deville, JBL, John Bradshaw, Layfield, and Peter Rosenberg are chatting about stuff. And while they're chatting, R-Truth tries to hide at the table, resulting in some shenanigans whereby Pete Rosenberg pins R-Truth mm-hmm. and is crowned 24-7 champion and then runs away with the belt. And yeah. JBL is appalled at the fact that his co-panelist is technically a champion now. <laughs> Okay, sure. Fine. Why not? Yeah. But now we have a last man standing match for the WWE Universal Championship with Roman Reigns defending against Kevin Owens. I know that we've talked about them before, but I'm I'm curious, Beach, what do you think a last man standing match is? There are mm, the only rule is that it's not pin anywhere. Wait, no, it could be pin anywhere because it's just last man standing. So there are no ring or count rules. It's the last person who can stand up, like be on their feet at the end of the match. If somebody's like completely out that. Yeah, that that's that's pretty much it. It's you have to incapacitate your opponent to the point that they cannot get to their feet before the referee does a 10 count. Oh, OK, cool. But apart from that, yeah, everything everything else you said is correct. It's There's no pinfalls, no submissions, no disqualifications. It can be anywhere in the arena. You just have to beat the tar out of them until they're incapable of standing. You can just knock them out on some of those LCD screens. Yeah. Yeah. Neat. Okay. Is that what this was? <laughs> oh, yeah. This was a this was a brawl. <laughs> so this, they, they play the video package. Again, this is my only insight into this storyline. Roman Reigns is a bad guy. Yep. He's transitioned effortlessly into that role, as everyone knew he would. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's great. And he's with Paul Heyman. So Heyman, with, in the absence of Brock Lesnar, Heyman is now working with Roman Reigns. Yeah. Which is great. And they're having this, like, medium feud with this guy, Adam Pierce. Yeah, he's kind of like the commissioner. Yeah, he just started showing up backstage on SmackDown bits as like a producer, which I kind of liked that he was like, one of you has to get to the ring. Like we have to, we're, we're trying to do, <laughs> we're, we're, we're trying to do a thing. Like it was it, like, I kind of liked it because it goes back to something I said in a very early Sidewalk Slam episode of, I like the parts where it's like, they're just trying to run a show mm-hmm. rather than it being like, vindictive from the authority figures that instead the the wrestlers are like the muppets and the people are just trying to you know the authority figures are like are like kermit just being like no will you please just stop fighting backstage so you can get out there and have this match but he became more and more sort of involved and then like he because he is a wrestler he doesn't wrestle but he like the, the actual guy is a wrestler or was a wrestler and so had this Reigns was feuding with Kevin Owens and he knocked Kevin Owens out and Kevin Owens was like out injured for a while. And mm-hmm. then he wanted to have a match with Adam Pierce to like teach him a lesson. So they signed a contract yeah. 
and then as adam pierce is limping away getting ready for their match that they have now signed a contract for he's like oh by the way you should read the fine print because it says card subject to change and as the producer you're actually going to be having a match with this guy and it's Mm -hmm. the returning kevin owens i have a question yeah is it really fine print you know what i mean card subject to change is usually pretty big on the poster you know it's like they're never like oh i missed that oh no (laughs) you know yeah i don't think it was quite the gotcha they were hoping for but yeah, I mean, it works. Like, it it yeah. feels like a real weird roundabout way to get to where they wanted to get to, right? From a storytelling perspective. But After that point, they did do a thing where Adam Pierce and Paul Heyman were going to have a match, but then they get to the ring and Heyman like pretends to twist his ankle and then Roman comes out and beats the crap out of Adam Pierce, but then Owens shows up to save him. And mm-hmm. Anyway, that's what we're at now. So how long does it take before they get out of the ring i'm trying to remember let's find out it's about like 20 seconds it feels like it's like uh let's see yeah it's literally superman punch pop-up powerbomb and then roman goes outside and then they start fighting outside (laughs) finisher finisher get out of the ring yes (laughs) the match is still going though oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah, last man standing okay last man standing yeah they're trying to get out before the 10 count they fight a bunch. Roman hits Owens with the ring steps. They yeah. fight into the crowd. Like they end up on like up on the bleachers where the LED screens are. Yeah. Which has got to feel weird from like a performance standpoint, right? Yeah. It's like <laughs> usually I would fight in the crowd, but now the crowd is just TVs. But on the plus side, it's like you don't have to worry about some zealous fan trying to trying to get in like some sort of stupid schmoz or something to be like oh you know what? i'm gonna help you know like that kind of that kind mm-hmm. of thing yeah. yeah it's like you can just safely wrestle among the best buy <laughs> <laughs> there are a couple wide shots where i was like where i was like wait where are they like it was just it was hard to keep an eye on where they were because of all just all the visual noise of the of the led screens also why are there chairs up there why are there piles of chairs up on the bleachers? That's a good question. No more questions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite also, because again, I watch this with people who have done like live tech things, is like Roman then throws Kevin Owens down pretty high into a couple of tables. Yeah. And it's like, why are there two draped tables right there with nothing on them but perfectly coiled cable mm-hmm. that's a little <laughs> just, lazy of the technician you're right yeah, yeah. it's like why are these tables there why do these exist <laughs> i don't really think about i never really thought about that but now that you mention it yeah that's kind of weird i need a place to put all these bad cables that i don't care what happens to yeah, them. That's, I know. The, that's the bad cable table everybody knows that that's where i put my bad is i always drink coffee when i'm watching radar <laughs> yeah <laughs> You're not going to, because no one, no lighting tech is, or, or sound tech is going to agree to be like, so put some cables out on the tables here so they have like some props to wrestle with and be like, oh, I'm going to give them all the really shitty microphone cables I have. They're not using my really good ones. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, I've been, I've been babying these suckers for years. They're, you know, they're my bread and butter if I yeah. want to make some money here. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. The best part of this whole pay-per-view is coming up. <laughs> okay. So Owens, I got to point out another funny production yeah. thing I noticed. Owens stumbles backstage to mm-hmm. what it turns out is the other half of Tropicana Field. Mm-hmm. 
because they're all at one end. And then in the other half, they have like a second ring, I guess, for practice. But so there's this funny bit where he's stumbling through backstage. Owens is being followed by a camera. And in the background, behind some curtains, you can see another camera and cable runner run past. And then in a moment, we will switch to their camera angle Mm -hmm. while they run back the other direction as if they're just because they like to do this thing where whenever they cut to a backstage camera the backstage camera is running up to where the wrestlers are as if the camera crew has like just barely gotten there out of breath right but you can see these guys run past their mark and then when we cut to them they're running back from there (laughs) so it's just to make it look like they've just run there whereas if they had stopped when we saw them, then they would have had a better shot of Owens right away. Yeah. Oh, wow. so all for the greater benefit of like looking like they didn't know where they were kind of thing. But yeah, so we get a shot of the other half of Tropicana field with like another whole ring, lots and lots and lots and lots of ladders. Owens is like standing there stumbling around and a ref is like, are you okay? Are you able to still stand? And then from out <laughs> absolutely fucking nowhere, Roman Reigns runs him over with a golf cart. <laughs> Yeah, you ever just like go to your job, you know, get in a fight with somebody and they hit you with a fucking golf cart? Dude, wrestling's the best. I mean, I say runs him over, but it's actually he just runs into him such that Owens falls like through the the plastic windscreen, like mm-hmm. knocks the windscreen out and ends up like in the passenger seat beside Roman before falling out the side of the cart after it stops. Mm-hmm. It, I'm guessing it's like an electric one too. Like they couldn't hear, they wouldn't have really heard it coming. So yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. It's like a Scooty Puff Jr. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the dangers man. of electric vehicles. I got to get that across in this Royal Rumble. Yeah. 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 Yeah, man, I can't believe you hit him with a fucking golf cart. Wrestling's the best. It looked really good, too. Yeah. It sold it well. I don't know how you practice that sort of thing. Yeah. Owen gets up from that, though. He sure does. Yeah. They keep on fighting. Uh, there's a backup There's a backup announce table there, which <laughs> Owens does a pop-up powerbomb onto, and it does not collapse. Mm-hmm. So then Owens jumps up on some road cases and just does a big splash so that the table finally collapses. At one point, Kevin Owens is like yelling at Roman Reigns and he's like, my grandfathers were more of a man than you will ever be. And it's like, all right, I guess. <laughs> I do love that Kevin Owens just has a constant stream of smack talk while he's wrestling. What's the insult there, though? My grandfathers are more of a man. It's like saying like, my grandfathers were not very manly. They were all very effete and very, you know, moneyed individuals with lily white hands, but they're more of a man than you are. And it's like, is that where we're going with this? The conceit is like Roman is like an old school kind of like Fijian kind of Samoan head of the table, kind of like I'm the man, you know? Ah, yeah, yeah. That's his thing. And also this match much like the Drew McIntyre Goldberg match was about respect. So, okay. Yeah. 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 That was just, that's Roman's kind of shtick is like, he is very, he's running a, uh, he's, he's the head of the table is basically, he doesn't respect anyone. You know what I mean? Like he commands respect from everyone else, but he doesn't have to respect anyone in return, yeah. which is kind of a misnomer for how that, that's a very toxic way to look at that relation, that traditionalist masculinity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's our wrestling. So, yeah, that's basically the kind of why he would 
why Kevin was kind of going off about that. Kevin Owens is upset that Roman got to drive a, a, a golf cart, so he grabs a forklift. <laughs> ah, yes! yes! <laughs> yeah. I was hoping for, there's like an old, we've talked about this on the show before, but there's an old match way back in like the late 90s between The Rock and Mankind where they fought in like an empty arena. And at one point, Mick Foley pins The Rock with a forklift. But they did it in a way that's like they shot the the forklift coming down with like a pallet on it from the point of the view of the rock and the pallet right. like coming down. So like the camera zoomed down the rock being like, no, no, no. This is very good. Yeah. Owens manages to incapacitate Roman on a table mm-hmm. and then, yeah, raises the forklift up. The forklift has like a pallet on the forks and... So he raises it up, then climbs up onto that now raised platform. We get a cool shot from a drone, which is, I've never seen them use before. Mm-hmm. And then he does a swanton bomb onto Roman on this table Yeah, from the top of the forklift. Uh, and oh. and still, Roman manages to stand back up after that. Yeah. So they drag them back towards the arena. For whatever reason, the camera does not follow them through the gorilla position because mm-hmm. they they go through gorilla which is the little like immediate backstage office where like vince and whoever are watching the show yeah i don't know why they don't go through there but eventually they re-emerge in the arena at the top of the ramp and they do more ridiculous fighting roman spears owens through the led wall at the top of the ramp yeah and that looks very impressive and painful and owens almost doesn't stand up but because he's right beside the edge of the riser he like rolls off the riser to his feet yeah so like he doesn't technically stand up but he manages to get to a standing position (laughs) before the 10 count also it's weird seeing roman wrestle without the chess piece yeah looks good though he's got one of his gloves is gold it looks like the infinity gauntlet oh yeah 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 he also emerges from backstage holding some handcuffs Mm -hmm. which he uses like knuckles to beat owen's head a bunch and then uses the handcuffs trying to cuff owens we've seen this before in last man standing matches where people will use like handcuffs or whatever to make it so that even though someone's capable of standing up they just physically can't so owens manages to knock reigns out and then handcuffs reigns to the bottom of a massive lighting truss so that he can't stand up so the the ref is counting and roman definitely will not be able to stand up so roman grabs the ref and knocks him out yeah (laughs) He flings him into a different lighting truss. So the ref is completely unconscious. So Owens just starts beating the crap out of him, but Reigns manages to fight him off while he's still attached to this truss. And then there's this really long, awkward sequence where Heyman can't get Roman's handcuffs undone. Mm -hmm. And like another ref comes out and starts counting. Yeah. Roman can't stand up so he like manages to sort of like squat stand up it, it's uh, I don't know why they refuse to use gimmicked handcuffs yeah because if someone's gonna, still gonna come in and free you anyway why not just use ones with a button yeah yeah like this it's definitely this was a screw up it goes on for way too long yeah um, and then Roman like puts Kevin into like a guillotine choke which is weird because like they both fall to the ground, right? Shouldn't they have started the count because they're both on the ground? I guess. You know what I mean? Neither are standing. Mm-hmm. 
That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't start the count until after Roman gets up and then Kevin Owens is passed out from the thing. And then I don't know if there's a, I don't know if there's a rule for you have to wait for the one of them to be standing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, cause they start the count when, mm. when Kevin Owens like jumps to the table, right. And does the swanton through the table, the ref starts the count. Why doesn't the ref start the count when Roman's choking out Kevin? These are the things I think about. These are the things that keep me up at night. I'm like sitting in bed and I'm like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> I know the feeling. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, Roman's still champ. So yeah. Owens does not manage to stand back up yeah. from being choked literally unconscious. Yeah. So yeah. Roman retains. Yeah, it was fine. I like Roman. I mean, I, we were always wanting Roman to be, I mean, we all wanted Roman to turn heel, but I mean, yeah. we're, it's weird that we're getting it now with no live crowd. Right. Like, mm-hmm. but well, it's just the way she goes. Yeah. Yeah. As last man standing matches go, that was a that was a good one. Yep. Lots of vehicular combat. <laughs> yeah. 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 We had an ad for WrestleMania. Sixty nine days away. Nice. Nice. And then we get the men's Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> entrant number one. Yeah. This is. Mm-hmm. Edge. Yep. Who made a surprise return at last year's Rumble after having to retire because of a career-ending neck injury. Mm-hmm. And here he is. He's He's been wrestling, you know, semi-regularly since then. And now he's back in the Royal Rumble entering at number one. So it's wild. I just want to state how good Samoa Joe is on commentary. He's great. Oh, yeah, right. You know, he's yeah. been on this whole time, and I guess he's not really... He's kind of... I don't know if he's moving away from a wrestling position. Like, he's just kind of, like, not going to wrestle anymore, which just sucks, but... I mean, you got to look after yourself kind of thing. I don't know if he's just like done with it or, but he's very good on commentary. Entrant number two is Randy Orton, who you will recall. Mm -hmm. uh, These two have a history, shall we say. We talked about in the last episode that we did, we talked about their WrestleMania match. Was that a last man standing match? Yeah. The one that went all over the performance center. Yeah. Right. Ended up with them on top of a truck. Mm Mm-hmm. So anyway, now Edge doesn't even let Randy finish his entrance. As soon as Randy's music hits, Edge just starts tearing up the ramp yeah, and attacks him before he's even gotten into the ring. That's low key. That's the sort of the story of this, this rumble mm. is this particular rivalry. Like lots of other stuff happens, but Edge and Orton, uh, they have a lot of back and forth going on. So they're, they're barely back in the ring. They're just fighting constantly. Yeah. Number three is Sami Zayn, who's sort of like he's there with his with his documentary crew, and he's like, "Hey, let's let let's like let them keep fighting for a second. and then he like sneaks up and takes Edge's leg out from behind. So then he and Randy start beating up on Edge. <laughs> Sammy's like, "Hey, I'm I'm totally happy to like work work with you on this." Yeah, Sammy's such a, such a wiener. Number four is Mustafa Ali, aka the head of Retribution. Yeah. Uh, Oh God. Um, okay. How do you get hired for a job like that? <laughs> the leader of retribution? Yeah. Well, I'm sure you can go through the usual avenues, right? LinkedIn. <laughs> do a video just, interview. Yeah. Just get out there, you know, get a resume, get out there and shake hands, <laughs> you know, just like I did when I got hired into a <laughs> Just pull up your bootstraps. So you, I would just walk in there and say, Mr. McMahon, I'm here to seek revenge. I don't know on what, but on everything. Yeah. I like it. All right. So, like, here's the thing about retribution. 
they debuted in August as like a bunch of unknowns all clad in black and it was very very clear Mm -hmm. that when they debuted it was WWE introducing a faction of wrestlers who were acting like conservatives believe Antifa is oh this this is a faction this is a stable I thought this was literally he was the head of the concept of retribution (laughs) I'm sorry no that's yeah I can understand why you would make that mistake Uh uh-huh okay because it was just a bunch of folks dressed in black causing like civil unrest and property destruction but all the footage that they showed of it looked like high schoolers with fireworks like it just looked so toothless and pathetic like it was pathetic in its concept but then what they did is they were like we've had some sort of an attack happening at monday night raw and then Mm -hmm. it cut to the security footage of of them like lighting an electrical transformer on fire and going yay like it was (laughs) it was anarchy (laughs) yeah it was the least Uh. it was the least anarchic thing they could possibly show and it it doesn't make any sense because it's like who are these people? Why did you let them in? Is, isn't your venue locked down because of the pandemic? Mm-hmm. Why are you not arresting them if that if that's really the problem? Like, there's just so many things about this that didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Then they introduced, they introduced their names. Adam, do you know what the names of the members of Retribution are? I can't know. I don't even know. Mace. Uh-huh. Reckoning. Uh-huh. T-Bar. <laughs> uh-huh. And Slapjack. <laughs> Man, the rejected My Little Pony name has got way out of hand. (laughs) Slapjack, man. That's so good. Slapplejack. The the sock full of penny wasn't taken, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're curious, Mace Mm -hmm. is formerly known as Dio Madden. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was on commentary for a while. Reckoning is Mia Yim. Okay. Slapjack is Shane Thorne. And oh, yeah. T Bar is poor uh, Dominic Dijakovic. No. Yeah. Really? Yep. Oh, no. <laughs> and their leader is Ali, who got his first name back. So he's Mustafa Ali again. Oh, nice. Good. I'm glad he won the custody battle. <laughs> I was picture that's what it's like in wrestling, like wrestling. They're like, give me back my name. Like, no, you can't have it. I get it on weekends. <laughs> like, okay, fine. I'll see you in Taker Family Court. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Amusingly, that will be only the first reference to a custody battle we will make over the course of this podcast. Mm-hmm. So he comes out and they fight like the thing is the rest of retribution like doesn't show up or get involved in any way like i i have no concept of what the storyline is or what they're trying to accomplish i just know that i've seen mustafa ali be hilariously an asshole on twitter and it's very funny Mm -hmm. (sighs) number five jeff hardy still alive somehow good for him he's still alive somehow what a miracle it's honestly impressive considering the things he's put his body through over yeah. the years. That's not a bad personal slogan to have, really. Yeah. Still alive somehow. Ting. <laughs> Randy does some RKOs. He and Edge fight more while the others in the ring are sort of knocked out. And Edge does a, uh, it's like a, 
DDT kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, onto he does, the announce that's table. called like the education. I think it used to be his old finisher. Right. Yeah. Right. The announce table, which again, does not collapse. Yeah. Number six, Dolph Ziggler, whose younger brother just debuted on AEW. Really? Yeah. Who's his younger brother? Hold up. I can Google it. Ryan Nemeth. Yeah. Because Dolph Ziggler's real name is Nick Nemeth, and Ryan Nemeth just debuted on AEW, basically looking like alternate universe Dolph Ziggler. Oh yeah, it's like you know when you see like the the like the Athletics? the no the knockoff versions of like GI Joe or like Transformers. You know what I mean? Like it's like oh, oh yeah. Then there's Dank Zogler. It's like all right, yeah, that's him. Yeah, Rolf Ziggler. <laughs> yeah, Rolf Wiggler. He looks exactly like Dolph. Apparently, he also uses a similar move set. And uh, Matthew of Botchamania made the observation that Dolph Ziggler and Ryan Nemeth gives him big vibes of Gallagher and Gallagher 2. <laughs> Where, like, Gallagher taught his younger brother how to do the act. And yeah, yeah, yeah. the younger brother started getting better bookings. Yeah, that's funny. I figured I'd get more of a pop out of Beach for a Gallagher reference. Yeah. I was like, I'm I'm sitting there being like, Graham might not mean watermelon smashing Gallagher. I'm oh like, no, I definitely may- do. Yeah, I was just like, maybe he doesn't mean that. Maybe he's not saying there's a Gallagher too. And I'm like, mm, I'm pretty sure this has to do with this. But just hang on a minute, because maybe maybe we're lost again. Because there's all <laughs> sorts of weird freaking names for wrestlers these days, and I don't know what's going on. And Gallagher, the watermelon smashing guy, yeah. taught his younger brother the act so that he could work smaller venues as Gallagher too. But then Gallagher too started undercutting Gallagher by stealing his bookings by charging less. That's hilarious. What? So Gallagher had to take Gallagher two to court. Wow. Wow. I'm you, but stronger. (laughs) I'm I'm the cheapest, you know, I'm the cheapest equivalent. Yeah. No one's been eliminated yet, but they keep trying. Number seven is Shinsuke Nakamura, who kicks ass again. They stopped trying to make him be stupid, and instead he's back to being the king of strong style, and he has his old music back, and he beats the crap out of people with his knees. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, they've they've Uh, stopped calling him the artist, (laughs) I think, which thankfully. God. Yeah. So Speaking of knees, something happened to Randy's knee, and he is being helped backstage by medical personnel and mm-hmm. referees so he is injured and been removed from the rumble we think we're not sure you never really know the full answer until the end of the match yeah so it's not clear that it's an elimination just yet correct yeah. i see okay number eight man speaking of big pops number eight carlito does it count as a big pop when it's all just <laughs> well i was excited i know i know like i understand like this is part of the problem that i have with like the thing it's just like they give a big pop but it's like it's all just piped in you know all everybody on all the screens got their dicks out at the same time (laughs) there's so many dicks (laughs) i think you'd like carlito his gimmick is that he's very cool and if you're not cool then he will spit apple at you yeah (laughs) i think i've seen gifs of this yeah okay nice man he looks enormous Oh, he looks absolutely jacked. Yeah. Carlito's been hitting the weights. Yeah. He's huge. He gets into the ring with his apple, which Nakamura takes and sort of inspects. And then Carlito gives him a backstabber for his troubles. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
<laughs> just gingerly hands over his apple and he's like, mm, yes, this passes muster. He's like, great. <laughs> Basically, yeah. This that's passes the, the, the codes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we have a we have strict biodiversity laws here in the ring, so I <laughs> can't yeah, bring in anything for foreign. Yeah. Check the import export, yeah. An international apple. Uh next is Xavier Woods, who comes in and starts mixing it up. Very few eliminations, if any, still. Yeah. Number 10, Big E. So Xavier Woods into Big E, so they get to work together, which is good, because often the New Day does not actually get to interact in the ring, mm-hmm. which is a shame. They do a move where Xavier Woods deadlifts Big E and drops him on Sammy. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Wow. Yeah, it's huge. Uh, Big E has got to be like, what, 300 pounds, something like that? I don't pretty know. Pretty close. He's huge. huge. Let me see what his build weight is. Uh, uh, they bill him at... 285 Oof. yeah that's a lot of weight to deadlift because you know he may only be five foot eleven a mere five foot eleven but yeah. he's as wide as three men yeah they eliminate Sami Zayn. yep by working as a team so that's cool uh number 11 john morrison yeah he's still around yeah yeah who's still just very entertaining to watch yeah so so that's good he did this cool thing like where he came in the ring and then shinsuke went to go kick him and then like John Martin, he ducked it and then like spin kicked Shinsuke on the retaliation. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Mustafa and Xavier Woods get caught up on the ropes outside the ring, which yeah. ends in, they, they sort of kick back and forth and ends up in Xavier being eliminated. And Ali's like laughing at him, unaware that Biggie is standing in the ring fuming. So yeah. he gets back in the ring and is immediately thrown out by a very incensed Biggie. Mm-hmm. Number 12 is Ricochet. Oh, he still exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ricochet is still alive. Wow, that's incredible. It's it's considering all the parties he's been having. Yeah, it's it's impressive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, this guy's a dumbass. Yeah, yeah no, I'm very mean, yeah. very entertaining in the ring, but boy, what an idiot. Yeah, uh, he does do some very cool flips with Edge, who mm-hmm. is just he, who like puts up with it, but is like not interested. Like you could tell that he's just like, oh god, no, I'm too old for this kind <laughs> of stuff. Stop. Yeah, please stop flipping around. It's too much. Yeah. It's very funny. Number 13, Elias, no guitar. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I don't know if people still like Elias. I still like Elias. I mean, he's always fine. I never was never the big, mm-hmm. biggest Elias fan. He's very good when he gets to do his funny promos. And in, in, in the ring, he's okay. Yeah. I just still will. I love that segment that him and Kevin Owens did in Seattle. Oh, yeah. When they made fun of Seattle not having a basketball team and the boos were so loud that they couldn't talk. <laughs> The crowd booed for twelve yeah. solid minutes. Yeah, that was that was in Tacoma. Then I'm guessing, right? That was that wasn't that like the the big stadium where where it gets so loud during a Seahawks game that you literally can't hear anything going on in the field. No, it wasn't this. It wasn't um, Safeco Field or wherever mm-hmm. the Seahawks play. But yeah. it was it was definitely in Seattle or Tacoma. It was wherever it is that they are very very sensitive about the lack of supersonics. I mean, that is basically the entire SeaTac area. I, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 It's really funny. You should go watch a video. They're just like, you can see on their faces, they're like, wow, we hit a nerve. Like, it yeah. just goes for like 12 minutes. The cheapest of heat. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, number 14, Damien Priest. Yep. From NXT. Speaking of big lads. Yeah. He's tall. <laughs> he is he's so tall. big. What's Damien Priest's build height? 6'8", probably. Say six, six, say six, six. Six foot five. Damn. He's six big. five. He looks like he looks about eight feet tall. He's yeah. I like that he has he has 
a vest that's clasped with chains. Yeah. With like five or six chains across it, which yeah. looks like it would be a real pain to like undo. Mm -hmm. So as he's walking down the ramp, it's really funny. It's to just beside it's where zipper, all the chains yeah. are attached. Yeah, is a zipper, so he just unzips, <laughs> and so it's like the chains are all attached. It's like to just. A strip of fabric. Do you remember when the Baron Corbin came and took off his vest to reveal a similar vest underneath? You know what I mean? It's like the same <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. It's like, oh, man. Oh, cool chains and zip. Like, oh, you're a child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the vagaries of costume work, obviously. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. It's too bad. It's funny because, like, the name Damien Priest puts me in mind of someone who would have, like, teamed with Gangrel in The Brood. Yeah. But that's not his character no he looks like he should be like that but he's not he's just like an archer <laughs> he, yeah. he likes arrows and i didn't know if you meant like uh like robin hood or super spy mm, neither okay yeah mm -hmm. he just talks about shooting arrows arrows of fate i guess like you know what i mean like it's like a prophecy you know ah. he's sent here to he's an archer like a like much like a like a greek mythology mythological archer you know what i mean mm, okay, like yeah, that I style I yeah, yeah. I'm, i hope i'm using the right words but yeah so yeah like damon priest comes in and starts like kicking everybody has a cool sequence with john morrison uh runs into a kick battle with edge almost eliminates edge there's a little inset cutaway of the medical team backstage cutting off randy orton's knee knee protector thing yeah and icing his knee yep. so that's cool that wasn't meant to be a pun, but I guess here we are. <laughs> Makes me more suspicious, though, that it's a setup. Exactly, yeah. Okay. Number 15 is The Miz, who comes out with his Money in the Bank briefcase mm -hmm. and then heads over to Bad Bunny's DJ table, which is still set up for some reason, and just beats the crap out of it with the Money in the Bank briefcase. Yeah. Because he's mad about being... <laughs> so this, this prompts Bad Bunny to come out. Which I find weird. Don't you think somebody would have stopped him? Because yeah, he's got to walk I, I, by a bunch of people, right? Yeah. He has to walk literally past Vince. Yeah. <laughs> to get through gorilla position. Yeah. But he comes out and he's pointing at the stuff and he's like, what the hell, man? And then he gets to the ring before the referees are like, no, don't, don't, don't do that. And Miz and Morrison are both like hanging off the ropes being like, come on in, come on in and fight us. And then Damian Priest comes up behind them and dumps them both out. Yeah. So I think this is setting up for a celebrity cameo match, tag team match at WrestleMania mm -hmm. with probably Miz and Morrison versus Damian Priest and Bad Bunny. Yeah. Who, by the way, goes up to the top rope and does a flying splash. Almost onto, slips and falls like yeah, yeah. onto Miz and Morrison. He did a pretty good job. Mm -hmm. That's at WrestleMania then I'm guessing you're saying. Probably. Yeah. And that's in like a few months. Yeah. So the hope is that this guy stays big the entire time. I don't think that's going to be a problem. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They can, uh, traditionally they consider the Royal rumble, the start of the road to WrestleMania. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Number 16 is Matt Riddle. I just love that Matt Riddle's entrance theme. Like you got, you know, like stone cold, you have like glass breaking is like the, the, the beat at the beginning of his theme music. And Mick Foley is like the car crash and undertaker has the gong and Matt Riddle's entrance theme starts with him going, bro <laughs> yeah everything you need to know about a character yeah it pretty yeah. much sums it up yeah it's like oh i get it 
He wears flip flops always. Yeah. He wrestles barefoot. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Makes me very uncomfortable. Kathleen took one look at him and was like, that guy, this, this like long haired, barefoot, doofy bro guy looks like he smokes a ton of weed. Mm -hmm. And I was like, funny you mentioned that. He explicitly stopped doing MMA so he could smoke weed. Yeah, he's like, what are you, what are you, I can't at all, like ever. And they're like, no. And like, oh, I quit then. <laughs> oh, okay. I choose weed. <laughs> yeah. He used to be a reasonably successful MMA competitor, and but they didn't allow any weed at all. And he was like, ah, you know what? No. Yeah, I'm good. I'm gonna go to wrestling where they will respect me. Yeah, and and my position on weed. I, yeah. Why wouldn't you at this point? They're wrestling like they're they're doing MMA on Fight Island. Why not just you know that's got to be international waters. You can do all the weed you want. Then welcome him uh, back. Yeah, <laughs> he had a professional record of eight wins and three losses. By the way, that's, not that's pretty good. That's really yeah. good. What? I don't think I would even get one win. <laughs> I could tell you, I would not. Yeah, I'd have to hire yeah. somebody to run over my opponent with a golf cart. <laughs> <laughs> Before the match, when they're doing their entrance, just Roman Reigns comes off camera. They'd be dragging my ass to the ring, and I'd be like, "Wait, card subject to change. Card subject to change." <laughs> yeah. And then I, I show my replacement, Brock Lesnar. Like, yeah, I'll take that win. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah. It just, I'm imagining it like an Adam Sandler movie, right? Yeah. Like it's hit with the golf cart, and then you're just like, "Wow, thanks, Roman Reigns." <laughs> Yeah, I'm telling you, wrestling with that would be awesome or shitty if I was in charge. <laughs> you're you're making a real argument for awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'll be like, why doesn't anyone take my wrestling seriously? Uh, number seventeen, Daniel Bryan. This is the time where I picture like, do they get prompts? Because like now it's like. Now is the time for viewers in the Thunderdome to do the yes chant. You know what I mean? Like the blinking light comes on. They're like, yes, yes, yes. They're like, oh, right. The thing we're supposed to do. Yeah. Because I don't think they needed prompting for Daniel. Yeah, they don't. No. But yeah. More fighting, very few eliminations. But that could change as we have number 18. It's Kane. Mm -hmm. It's got to be Kane, who technically is a free agent. Technically. Also the mayor of fucking... Knoxville, Tennessee. Knoxville, Tennessee. Yeah. He uh, apparently donated his appearance fees from doing the Rumble to COVID relief or something. Oh, wow. Whoever thought that Kane would be the one? Kane's the best of us, really. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know Kane personally, but it's like, well, (laughs) I mean, Kane is not the person that I would expect to be donating to COVID relief. That is surprising considering, you know, he, he ran for mayor as a Republican, but is like aligns himself politically as a libertarian. Yeah. Uh, and for many years ran like a political blog, uh, under the pseudonym citizen X. (laughs) Oh, wow. Oh, he's got like a, he's got like a John Galt license plate. I'm guessing like, Oh Jesus. I mean, it is kind of ironic considering he donated COVID relief, considering his mask doesn't cover his nose or his mouth. Yeah, that's kind of funny, right? Like, there's a there's Good point. Yeah. His mask covers everything, but yeah, it's just a big open spot. It's a yeah. myth. Yeah. Uh, we do get a good moment in the ring of a reunite of uh, Team Hell No, mm-hmm. which of course was um, 
Daniel Bryan and Kane. And they, they, they hug it out. The commentators mentioned Dr. Shelby would be proud. And then Kane choke slams Daniel Bryan, of course. Yeah. Uh, I now realize how tall Damian Priest actually is when you see him square up against Kane. Yeah. Very impressive. Damian Priest, by the way, also eliminates Kane. Mm-hmm. Perhaps more impressive. Yeah. Number 19, King Corbin. Why is he still King Corbin? How long has it been? Graham, you don't just take away someone's kingship, okay? No, you have to depose them first. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what Retribution's building up to. He won King of the Ring September 2019. Yeah. Have they not run a new one? No. No. Uh, He's king until they run a new king of the ring. All right. That's how it works. Right. Well, in the meantime, we have our next entrant, Otis. Yep. He had a tag team partner once. Yeah, and then he got turned. Because Otis won money in the bank. Yeah. And then they took the money in the bank away from Otis for whatever reason. Yeah, they gave it to the Miz. Yeah, which is weird. And then because Otis's tag team partner turned on him. Because he yeah. was jealous, and then they had, I don't know, that's the only, that's the last I heard of it. They're so bad at tag teams. Yep, they sure are. And they didn't they also take Mandy Rose to a different brand? So, like, the whole Mandy Rose, Sonny Deville, Otis storyline is just done. Done now, yeah. too? Well, I'll say this for Otis. A man of his size should not be agile enough to do the worm as well as he does. Yeah. But holy crap, he does an amazing worm. Yeah, he sure does. Does that assist him in the rumble? He hits... A funny move on Damian Priest and then goes up to the top rope to celebrate and King Corbin pushes him over. So I guess not really. Yeah, he oh. didn't he didn't watch that YouTube video. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go. Top rope is no go zone. He's like, all right, I'm going to the top rope. I think we talked about Otis before, Beach, but the man is basically like the size of a fridge. He's gimli. Like and the shape of a fridge. Yeah. He's he's gimli, but if gimli was like six feet tall. Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah, yeah. He's, it's like if you take a Tolkien dwarf but scale them up so they're taller than an average man. He's, he's <laughs> built. He's built like a, he's built like an Xbox Series X fridge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, you dumbass! <laughs> <laughs> this is so stupid. Uh, I'm doing checkpoint later today. I'm trying to get in the right warming mind. up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Oh man. Is Otis one part of Heavy Machinery? Yes. used to be okay that's where i know the name from all right yeah. thank you yeah he's like he's like the boulder the size of a large boulder yeah i'm just gonna i'm gonna remember the fact that he's named after his namesake the elevator perfect yeah. okay good yeah speaking of child custody who's next yeah dominic mysterio yeah so the joke here uh Beach, is that <laughs> dominic mysterio is ray mysterio's son but yeah. somebody else was like correct i'm gonna own your child <laughs> There's a whole there's a whole brawl where he was a lot younger than he is now. Yes, yeah. you, well well remembered. Yeah, yeah Thank it was you. Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero in a custody of Dominic match. Right. Yeah, it was on a pole too. They put it on a pole. They had to climb a ladder to get it. How old? He's 23 now. Yeah. How old was he at the time? Uh, I think you said he was like 16 or something. He was like, no, he's, he's younger okay. than that. He was like 11 or 12 or something. Oh, okay. This was a long time ago. Yes, yeah. a long time ago. At the time of the custody match, he was eight. Yeah. <laughs> so now he is six foot one and 200 pounds and honestly looking very comfortable in the ring. Imagine putting your child's custody on the line when they're eight. <laughs> you know what I <laughs> and mean? And sitting in the audience. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's weird, isn't it? 
Oh man, I'd be like my dad. I love you so much. I'm gonna I'm gonna fight to keep you. Why not yeah. just keep me? Why not just like say no? Like not put up. It's like you don't have to put me up for grabs. Like oh, I'm sorry, it's just wrestling rules. I have to put you up for grabs. It's like oh yeah, sorry. Don't I have any say in how, it? Absolutely how, not. How do you think I met your mother? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I I gotta say like he you know. I don't know how much actual experience he has under his belt. He seems like fairly okay in the ring, mm-hmm. but he like he looks like he's got a lot of charisma and seems to I don't know. I I think I think he's got he's got a career ahead of him if if uh, well, if the, it's They were doing the whole storyline was like after the Brock Lesnar stuff with Dominic, right? Did we cover that last year? Was that last year? Did we talk about that? So Brock Lesnar like beat up Rey Mysterio a bunch cuz Rey Mysterio hired Kane Velasquez to come help him. Right. Yep. And then Kane Velasquez got dumpstered by Brock in about three minutes. So then Rey Mysterio and Dominic had a or Rey Mysterio had a match with Brock Lesnar at some pay per view. Kind of remember. I want to remember what it was. Or was it at the Royal Rumble? It was that mm-hmm. Royal Rumble, right? And Rey Mysterio and Dominic both tried to double team. They ended up trying to double team Brock at some point. But anyway, and it carried on. And then like Seth Rollins got involved with Rey Mysterio, and then Rey Mysterio like. Rey Mysterio's daughter showed up and then Rey Mysterio's daughter fell in love with Buddy Murphy, who was part of Seth Rollins' little stable. And then Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio had an eye for an eye match and Rey Mysterio got stabbed in the eye with a screwdriver. Oh, they went literal. Yeah. And then they carried on from there. And then I think they ended up, Buddy Murphy ended up breaking off from that and falling in love with Rey Mysterio's daughter. And I don't know what's happened with that, but that was the last time I had heard of it. It just so I think really Dominic weird. Mysterio is like a full-time wrestler now, I guess. I guess. Yeah. It seems like really weird to me, the idea that 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 when you've been kind of steeped in it, like since you were eight, right? You were part of a storyline when you were eight years old. Mm-hmm. And then to turn around what, 15 years later and be like, oh, but now you're actually, you're part of the business seems really weird because it's like you've seen that kid. Hey, draw this back to something I'm interested in. So there's an episode of Holmes on Holmes where Mike Holmes has his kid at work, his his son Mike, mm-hmm. and Mike's like 12 years old and he's built like me. He's like a he's like a little kind of heavy kid a little bit, mm-hmm. and he's kind of helping his dad drive nails and stuff. He's like, yeah, I thought I'd bring my kid to work today to show him what it is that we do. And you flash forward like 15 years, and now Mike Holmes Jr., who's like looks like he's carved out of wood, is is like helping his dad do stuff. He's leading projects. He's doing all this whatever. And I'm like, wow kids grow up mm-hmm. and they turn into versions of you. Yeah. Rey Mysterio doesn't really look like Rey Mysterio's kid. I mean, Dominic Mysterio doesn't look like Rey Mysterio's kid. For one thing, he doesn't wear a mask. Or... Yeah. He doesn't wear a mask and but, he's a lot bigger. Yeah. But I mean, like as a wrestler, Rey Mysterio's only defining feature was his mask. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, ah. so it's like, if Dominic doesn't wear a mask, I would never know that Dominic, other than the name, other than you explicitly telling me like, you know, you might have just thinking he, he he took it for his own, yeah, as, like as an homage or something. Yeah, he's got a he's got a great big smile. Yep. Huh. So there's that. Yeah, he eliminates Baron Corbin. Our next entrant, number twenty two, is a jar of plain yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, this is the most boring part of the rumble. It's Bobby Lashley, yeah. to be fair, has been part of an interesting stable on Raw with the group called the Hurt Business. <laughs> Shelton Benjamin and MVP doing sterling work, keeping yeah. keeping Shelton Benjamin and Bobby Lashley relevant with things to do. Mm-hmm. They they ran out of the cuckold storyline, I'm guessing. 
Oh yeah, that was that was just kind of dropped. Yeah, they just they just stopped caring about it. Okay, because that's right. what happens. That's, yeah. Bobby Lashley eliminates Dominic Mysterio, which is a shame. But number twenty three is Hurricane. Yep. Uh, Hurricane is a returning comedy character from the era of The Rock. He was a superhero, you see. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. And he would do this thing where he would try to like choke slam people way bigger than him. Yeah. Which he does this time. He grabs onto Bobby Lashley and Big E and tries to choke slam them both at the same time. Yeah. Because you know, like when people get choke slam beach and then they grab them and just pause for a second. You know what I mean? He does yeah, like that. Hold them there because it's yeah. like, here it comes. Here it comes. He does like that, but he's like usually way smaller than the person he's trying to do it to. And so it never works out for him. Like that's his. The thing. size mismatch is like he can't quite pick them up. He yeah. can't. Okay. That's good. Oh, at one point, Bobby Lashley eliminates Dominic Mysterio, too. He throws him, just kind of yeah. picks him up and <laughs> throws him out. Also, Damian Priest, he eliminates. Number 24. I was not expecting this. I was very excited about it. Oh, yeah. Christian. Christian. As in Edge and Christian. Doesn't he just look a, like, I know they're not brothers, but man, does Christian ever just look like he's aged the same way Edge has, right? Yeah. They both look similar. <laughs> I'm glad to see Christian again because, like, he never officially retired. Yeah. They just stopped booking him. Mm-hmm. Well, he had an injury was, too, didn't he? Yeah, but it was weird. Like, Edge got this whole big, like, retirement thing. And then, like, they joked about it on the podcast that they used to do, which is like, no, 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 you've retired and I just can't wrestle. Like, what do you mean? They just, they, they, they don't let me. That's, that's all it is. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, no, no, I'm not allowed. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was, I mean, they got a lot of leeway on that podcast for goofing, but, but anyway, it was, that was great. And they get in the ring and Edge and Christian are happy to be there and they hug and it's awesome. This would have been amazing in front of a live crowd. Yeah. The roof would have come off. Uh, Matt Riddle comes up to them and is like, oh man, you guys are great. Hey, could we do a five second pose? Oh yeah. yeah. (laughs) This is a thing BJ and Christian used to do, which is, uh, you talk about like an anachronism. They'd be on the mic and they'd be like, and now for the benefit of those with flash photography, we will do a five second pose. Yeah. And they'd hold and they just freeze in the middle of the ring and everyone would take pictures. I remember one, one of the more famous ones is like they were in Toronto and they were both wearing Detroit Red Wings jerseys. Oh, and they did it there. Yeah, it was pretty good. I think that's when Detroit was at its like peak, like 90s power. You know what I mean? When they won a bunch of stuff. So, wow. Yeah. So, so did, did they, did the. Did they have a bunch of flashbulbs in the audience to go off? Well, in this case, Matt Riddle comes up and is like, yo, can we do the five second pose? And they just beat him up. Yeah. Oh, oh damn. All right. Yeah. Number 25, AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. He has a, a, a fucking creature with him. <laughs> fucking <laughs> Jesus, man. Like, who is it's like Umas? Almost. Um, Almost. Uh, he's he's huge. Yeah. Jordan Omogbahin, yeah, from from Nigeria, he is seven foot three. Yeah, wow, three hundred and thirty five pounds, and he's AJ Styles like Somalia. Styles <laughs> 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 Somalia. He's AJ Styles like bodyguard yeah. guy, I guess. And yeah, he's been there. For, he's been around for a while, but he's this absolute mountain of a being. Yeah, uh, and he ends up being relevant in a couple eliminations shortly. Oh. Number 27 is Seamus, mm-hmm. who hasn't been around in a huge while. Yeah, still here. 
Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I missed number 26, which is Rey Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Pardon me. Rey Mysterio, the walking ad. Because <laughs> they do a big part about how, like, his mask tonight features the logo of Victoria Beer, one of the most popular beers in Mexico. Victoria Beer, when you need... Like, they just go into, like, the brand pitch and, like, yeah. the logo pops up on screen. And I've never heard of it before. No, no me neither. So he tries to eliminate AJ Styles, but almost catches AJ and just pushes him back in the ring. Yeah. And then, oh, right, yeah, he actually, momentarily after that, almost grabs Big E. He just reaches up and grabs Big E. Over, like, from a standing position outside the ring, he grabs Big E from over the top rope and pulls him down. Yeah. That must be, like, the, just, like, feeling the Kraken come for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big E is not happy about this and almost then, like, hurls him over the over the announce table why yeah, is it like is there a rule that if you're over seven feet tall when you grab someone's head you have to jo- grab it like a claw like you know what i mean like like you're palming a basketball kali did it you know giant gonzalez mm-hmm. did it i guess just makes it look more impressive uh, i don't know what the i would like to see the tall person rule book you know mm. yeah you make sure you're not gonna make any mistakes <laughs> <laughs> yeah we've we've we passed each other multiple times, Adam, and you've never put your hand on on my head like you wanted to pick me up by it. No, <laughs> I need to start. I think I, I think I'm legally obligated to now. It's like are they going to take my card away? They're like, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and be like five five. Like, yeah, you didn't do fucking, you didn't do what you're supposed to do, idiot. You're, and you're like, you're, oh, thank God, I can fit in a normal car. Yeah, I'm like, oh my God, my pants fit. <laughs> this is great. Oh, I can be in front of the entire goddamn shower. Yeah. Number 27 is Seamus, yep. who I feel like hasn't been seen in a while, but again, I'm bad at understanding what is happening right now in the realm of wrestling. Do you think Seamus has been a wrestler this wrong because he's like albino? Like it gives him longevity? Do you think that's one of his, like, like the reason Vince, yeah. He's not actually albino. He's just really pale. Well, I know, but he's just really pale. I, should, I guess albino is the wrong word to use, but he's very pale, right? And it gives mm-hmm. him a unique look. So it's like, is that part of his, he was just blessed with this skin pigment, I guess. Like, you that, know what I mean? It just really satisfies Vince's carny mindset. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's maybe in a roundabout way. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm the one who doesn't have to know any better, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, think being, I think being Triple H's workout buddy probably helped. Yeah, it probably helped too, yeah. Rey Mysterio is standing on the apron outside the ring and almost just picks him up and yeets him into the barricade and eliminates Rey Mysterio as well. Number 28, Cesaro. Yeah. He, he bursts into the ring and starts giving everybody European uppercuts, uh, except for Sheamus, because they're the bar. Yeah. So they get to share a little fist pump and everyone's like, yay, the bar. And then he knocks Sheamus down and does the Cesaro spin and yeets Sheamus over, but Sheamus doesn't quite go over the thing, so then he knocks down Daniel Bryan and gives him the Cesaro spin. Yeah. He just spins him so much. Number 29, the returning Seth Rollins. Yep. The Monday Night Messiah. He's Jesus. He's a dad now. Yeah, this is him returning from paternity leave. Wait, I was watching with Kathleen, and they played, they didn't say who it was because the music is different, and so it was just like this, like, shot of like golden clouds and white lights and everything and kathleen was like it's the messiah and then it was seth rollins and she's like oh i was right <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, i nailed it yeah so yeah he's got to be a favorite at this point because he was always in the world title picture and this is him you know big surprise return mm. at number 29 in the rumble and then number 30 mm-hmm. 
It's Braun Strowman. That's the noise he makes. Have we ever made a Pokemon or stored in the balls joke? (laughs) Okay, I know know how you got there logically in your head, but you're going to have to walk other people through. (laughs) Sorry. Me first! So Braun is just like a, he's just a Poke-Braun, right? He's just, he's Poke-Braun. He says his own name a lot and he yells and he's big and... He fights people. <laughs> He's like Braun. It's like all right, good, good job, you know. Yeah. So then I started thinking, and I was like, well, then Beej is here, right? So every time I think of X is stored in the balls, I think of Beej, right? And you're all here, so I just thought. And Pokemon live in balls. Yeah, and Pokemon live yeah. in balls, and that's how I got there. Oh God! <laughs> I don't that's think we specifically made that joke. No, no. Let's put that one in the back pocket, shall we? He's, he's pretty big, even if he does fit in that ball. He's yeah. got to fit all that in his back pocket. And it's uncomfortable to sit on. Yeah. It's a huge ball. <laughs> yeah, how do they fit an entire Snorlax in a Pokeball? I don't know. Like, yeah. Well, because like when they put something in a Pokeball, right? Like a beam of light comes out and it, I think it like there's technology yeah. that exists that shrinks the thing down. But it's like when it's in the ball, when the Pokemon's in the ball, is it like inside a little house? Like, does it move around or is it just broken down to its base matter, right? It's just like a bunch of energy in a ball. It's just stats. And, yeah. And yeah, I I wonder. It doesn't have a physical form when it's in the ball. That's what I'm getting at. It's just like energy, right? I think I think that's correct. Yeah. But does it know what's going on like outside the ball while it's in there? Like, has a Pokemon ever come out and been like, oh, I know what's going on. Yeah. Is it like have time to think when it's in the ball too? Like, is it like just chilling? Oh, I hope not. That'd be awful. Mm hmm. Or is it passing like cry? Is it like a, is it like a like a crowd? Are they cryogenically frozen, and the time doesn't really pass for them when they're inside the ball, and then they're released, and they're like, ah, "I'm out." <laughs> you know, I could go get Heather. She might. <laughs> yeah. These are the things I think about. Yeah, Braun Strowman. Yeah, Braun Strowman. Right, Braun Strowman. He eliminates some people. He tries to eliminate AJ Styles and almost catches AJ again. So then eventually Braun grabs AJ, goes to throw him over the side of the ring where Omos is at, and then changes his mind and throws him over a different side of the ring. So AJ Styles gets eliminated and Omos looks sad. What is it? Omos? Omos. Omos? Almost like O-M-O-S. O-M-O-S. Almost like pouts. <laughs> they have like a good shot of him just being like, hmm. I was outthought. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, this is do it. This is this is not what I expected to happen. So we're down to six people now. We've got Matt Riddle, Edge, Seth Rollins, Christian, Braun Strowman, and Daniel Bryan. Mm -hmm. And Daniel Bryan's like, look, you and me, we should get Strowman out of here. But Riddle doesn't seem interested. So it's like, all right, then we're going to fight. And they do a whole bunch of like technical wrestling, which is fun. Mm -hmm. Can't remember exactly. It just sort of doesn't really resolve because neither of them eliminate the other. And then Seth Rollins eliminates Daniel Bryan. And... Matt Riddle almost eliminates Seth Rollins, but then Seth Rollins gives him the, the I don't know, the curb stomp. What do they call it? The kill switch? Uh, the, blackout. I think it's called the, the blackout. blackout. Yeah. On the ring apron, the hardest part of the ring. Mm-hmm. And so then we have Edge and Christian on one side of the ring and Rollins and Strowman on the other side of the ring. And Rollins is like, okay, okay, okay. You and me, we got to work together. We're the future. Those, they're old in the past. And you and me, we're the, we're the now, we're the future. Isn't that going to be great? And then <laughs> Strowman just like yeets Seth Rollins across the ring. Mm-hmm. I wonder why, why does Braun, Braun looks different. And I don't know what it is about Braun that looks different. Uh, he's completely bald. Yeah. Is it just the hair? I think it's the hair, yeah. Okay, because his body have... looks bigger too, right? Like, yeah, 
I don't know. He just looks different. He just looks like yeah. Mr. Clean did a bunch of PEDs or Braun ate Mr. Clean. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so we ended up in this place. Yeah. So it ends up that Edge is trying to pull Strowman over the top rope. Mm-hmm. And then Christian goes to help with Strowman's legs. And then Rollins comes up behind and throws Christian over. So Strowman and Christian both go over and get eliminated at the same time, mm-hmm. leaving Edge and Rollins in the ring. And very quickly, Edge manages to eliminate Rollins, leaving himself the last one standing in the ring, except, of course, that Randy Orton returns from his backstage injury and he surprises Edge with an RKO. Mm-hmm. But... Edge is not to be outdone and eliminates Randy Orton. Edge is your winner yeah. of the Men's Royal Rumble. His second win, his first was 10 years ago. Yeah. Wow. Like insert Rob Williams, what year is it, GIF? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but hey, Edge is going to WrestleMania, so. Yeah. I don't Presumably know. versus Roman? Uh, he was on NXT this week, too, so I think they're doing the thing where, like, Edge is going to make a decision. Oh, okay. You know? Because he can challenge anybody, right? Who's NXT champion right now? Finn Balor. Oh, that would be a fun match. Yeah. So Finn Balor is still champ. Finn Balor's been champ for a while there. Mm. But yeah, Edge has won the Royal Rumble. So I don't know. It just feels like more. I don't know, man. I just hate how wrestling's always like old person comes back. And, you know, I don't know. It just bothers me. <laughs> it's still, it will That's bother true. me forever. And it will, I know it's fine that Edge, like it's Edge. We all love Edge. So it's like, there's they could have brought back worse people yeah there's worse people that could have less less satisfying things to happen but it's just like i don't know man but what storyline does edge doing this what does it satisfy just old man gets second shot at the championship kind of thing like you know what i mean like i'm i was injured and they said i was never gonna wrestle again now look at me you know Uh, i'm like the comeback kid yeah 40 except i'm 40 or something and it's just like i don't know i understand that these names have like star power and whatever etc etc wrestling's weird in the way that it like deals with like their people that have like name value you know what i mean that's important wrestling it's like what does your name bring to the table i mean that was definitely a hulk hogan thing for years yeah yeah, it's the same thing, right? It's just like, and it's, I don't know, I'm just sick of it. I wish they would just try to build new stars, right? Which, I yeah. mean, they do do that, but at the same time, they do stuff like this. And I'm just like, what does this do for the greater story moving forward? Because, like, the problem with wrestling, again, is just, like, the story never ends, right? Yeah. It just keeps going, and some things get dropped, and some things get restarted, and it's like Marvel comic books. It's like DC comic books. It's basically, it's like you have to keep, you have to keep the same people rolling or you have to like find ways to reinvent them or else. Yeah. I mean, that's just wrestling. Yeah. You're just trying to find ways to reinvent everybody. Right. And I don't know. I just, why not? Wouldn't you just let somebody who like Biggie win this one or something? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I understand this is probably not their plan at the time and they want to sell tickets. Obviously every decision they make is with the intention of selling subscriptions. Right. Yes. That is the driving force behind every decision they make. And so what are the ways that we're going to get people to buy subscriptions to the network? And it's like, well, people like Edge. (laughs) People remember Edge, right? They probably don't worry as much about that now because they made that amazing deal with NBC that, like, you get the WWE network as part of your subscription to Peacock, I think it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's kind of surprising, actually. I'm just tired of... It's just the Brock Lesnar situation, right? Like, yeah. I mean, Brock Lesnar is a name, is a draw in his own right, right? Unless you're like full, full time, then 
what's the point really right like unless like edge is gonna i don't know it just i guess it depends on the storyline like if edge wins at wrestlemania it doesn't make any sense to me he's just like it's time to move on right (laughs) you know what i mean like i mean this is clearly his last sort of hurrah yeah yes and that's what i'm hoping the story they tell right i'm just Mm -hmm. always worried that the wwe is gonna be like edge is gonna win the title and then he'll only be around like once every three months or something you know yeah and like you guys have always said it's like retirement the the most satisfying retirements are when the person retiring goes out on their back yes because that's not only tradition it's actually sums up the the passing of the torch yeah yeah and it's it serves a creative purpose and with christian around is it like are we gonna is christian and edge gonna be a thing and then is christian when's christian when is christian gonna turn on edge you know what i mean Right. At what point is that going to happen? Because it's going to happen. And then are they going to feud afterwards? And it's like, do we really want to watch Edge and Christian in 2021 have a feud? Were they, were they, they were a tag team before then? Yes. I, I don't, yeah. Okay, they were so a tag team. What's to stop Edge from saying, I know the battle I want and it's against the current tag team champions. Uh, they, they would never do that because WWE doesn't give a fuck about their tag team division. <laughs> But w- yeah. what about a tornado tag three way? Yeah. <sighs> uh, yeah, I just wanted to say three way. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. It's just like uh, I think it's fine. I don't. Overall, this whole thing, I was just again, like I said at the beginning of the show, I was just like, I don't know. The piped in noise just makes it feel very like this is the way we want you to enjoy it, you know? Right. Rather than letting us react to it organically. So I don't know. It just feels very forced. <laughs> it just feels like this is this is the. Ideally, if we could control the crowd, which we can now, and we want them to react in a certain way and we want to hit these story beats and this is the story we're trying to tell and there's nothing, I mean, one of the beautiful things about wrestling is like how organic it is and when we choose, when we pick somebody that is not somebody that they generally had like plans for and then they become plans, right? That's the beauty of wrestling to me and now it's, that's been all been taken away because the crowd is gone, right? Yeah, and it's kind of a, it's, it's a no fault of their own kind of thing. Yes. And the only way like that wrestling fans have to interact and like change the course of history is like yelling into the void on social media. Really? Basically. Yeah. I guess they can buy tickets, but people are still going to buy tickets no matter. I think there's always going to be a subset of the human race that buys tickets to wrestling, no matter how bad wrestling gets. Right. WWE will always have an audience. Mm-hmm. Always. Right. It's not going away right. unless something like catastrophic happens. I think. If COVID didn't fuck it up, then nothing will, right? It's unkillable. Yeah. So I don't. I just think that they're always going to have that, and now it's they've they were in a art of we're in like this big styrofoam chamber, you know, of like WWE produced wrestling. At least with a like with AEW, they have like a small crowd there. Right. They have some people who are like not only just wrestlers, but other like random people. But they're all mm-hmm. like distance, and they have masks on, and and it makes it feel a little bit better. But even at the same time, it's not the same. Right. Anyway, that's that's my rant. Yeah. Um, it's part of the show, though, right? Like, I mean, part of the like the thing that I've always liked about being here and listening to you tell what's going on is that I get to be surprised by the story. And then you, we get to the end of this and it's like I didn't have a good time. And I'm like, and I also don't understand what the story is. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't like how much control they have over reactions because that's that's wrestling, right? That's live theater is reactions. Right? Yeah, if this had happened like five years ago, this would have been their opportunity. Like Roman's going to get over no matter what. Doesn't matter what the fans think. Yeah, and now they, imagine if they could do the Roman push, but they could pipe in 
the reaction that they wanted to have happen? Yeah. Like, would that be a different, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's just like, they are able to control everything. The chance they're controlling the crowd noise, they're controlling the reaction. So what does that do to us as the viewer, right? They're like, oh, people are booing. So that means that they're the bad guy, right? Rather than just yeah. like, we're picking a guy that we like or hate or woman, you know, either or doesn't matter. Yeah. Like with Becky, like Becky wouldn't have got as popular. Like the things that we've had that wrestling fans have picked somebody and made them popular are the best storylines. And we'll, we won't get that in our current climate. Right. Yeah. Like they would never, the, they never, the WWE as a company never would be pumping in. Like, let's say we go back to before Becky Lynch became the man. Right. We had it in this, yeah. this, this kind of situation where WWE would never think to boost Becky's on-screen presence by pumping in crowd cheers or reactions or whatever, you know? She would always be like the last kicker. She'd be like, yeah, she's goofy. She dresses kind of like Chandra from Magic the Gathering, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. It just, it feels forced. And that's not what I like about wrestling. I like it when wrestling's organic. I mean, on the plus side, because the some optimism, I guess, is that knowing that the the pandemic doesn't last forever, yeah. uh, knowing that it might result in, you know, changes in everyday behavior and stuff and uh, returning people will probably end up at sporting events for the next year, having to wear a mask while they're at a sporting event. That's, you know, part and parcel of, of what's going to happen, I'm sure. But I think that also that's a powerful driver for getting bums back in seats. There is going to be, if they want to keep holding events, that the touring thing will come back and they will bring people back into places to watch the sport because it's not just about, well, I need to make my ticket sales. It's also about the venue owners being like, well, we want to sell concessions and we want to be a part of the, you know, the box office on this. And we're, we're also, you know, you having an event here is also a, a big deal for us. It drives a lot of commerce in the, in the area too. And I think that as people come back to watching baseball and football, whatever people also come back to saying like, I want to be a part of watching wrestling as it happens. And there will be pressure. I'm sure on the WWE to be like, please don't keep doing these video shows. Please let people back in live. You know, you know, it makes a difference to Mm -hmm. uh, the wrestlers themselves. I, I enjoy doing improv in front of a live audience more than I would in front of a canned audience. I can imagine that the wrestlers enjoy wrestling live in front of people. So they're going to, that's going to come back. We know it's going to come back. It's a tough situation to be in. And I, I'm not trying to say like, Hey, you shouldn't enjoy this, right? Like the way wrestling is right now, but it's just hard for me personally. I struggle. I just have in my head an inversion of that thing that JBL said at that one like post mania raw. Oh thing. yeah. And it's like, it's like, listen to this crowd. They cheer who we want to cheer and they boo who we want to boo. Right. Is that, that, that would be, that would be the, that would be the result, right? It's just yeah. like, we finally get to control every aspect of this. Narrative. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly it. And it's like, wait a second, we can control everything. It's like, I don't know. I, I highly suspect that Vince likes it this way. Right. Oh yeah. I, oh yeah. I would assume that when he takes the fucking unwashed masses of mouth breathers out of his arenas, right? And lets him tell the stories that Vince wants to tell, which is a very specific style of pro wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. And he's just probably loving life. Yeah, I don't know. It's just tough. It's tough to watch. <laughs> it was a is like and I feel bad because like these are people that are trying very hard considering the circumstances. You know, to put on a good show and tell good stories with what they have. Yeah. 
and ultimately i thought that this was a fairly entertaining show like i said you know the rumble for me the rumble can only be so bad yeah but yeah i mean everything that we said at the top of the show and everything you've said just now is still you know I, you, you can't just ignore all of that yeah. so it's uh you know it's interesting yeah it's tough to that end, I do want to remind uh, folks that uh, this is not the return of Sidewalk <laughs> Slam. This is an episode that we are doing. Yeah. Uh, this does not mean that we'll be back on doing a regular episode for, God, what's next? Elimination Chamber, I guess? Yeah, I don't think we'll do an Elimination Chamber. We'll probably do a WrestleMania yeah, we'll, episode, though, just because. Probably, yeah. I mean, I don't want to guarantee anything, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll figure out. This is tough because it's going to be two nights again, right? Yeah. We'll see. We'll play it by ear. Yeah, stay tuned. We'll we'll get back to you at at some point. In the meantime, thanks for joining us for this. Yeah, uh, this this was this was fun. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, it's always <laughs> fun doing this, it, yeah. regardless of the subject matter, right? Like, I mean, we could mm-hmm. probably see, be sitting here talking for three hours about anything. <laughs> it just happens <laughs> to be that wrestling is what is what brings us three specifically together to do a podcast. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, then I guess that is going to do it. Um, a reminder that uh, Sidewalk Slam and everything we do is brought to you by you mm-hmm. and your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loadingreadyrun. I'm on Twitter at Graham underscore LRR. Yeah. And I'm on Twitter at WakeUpSuper. And I'm on Mastodon at Beach at Octodon.social. Mm-hmm. But you can also find my Twitter account is at TuxBeach. But I I've seen a couple tweets from Beach lately, which caught me I, off guard yeah. for me off guard. What are those things where it's just like I have this thing that I want to say and yeah. I think I just I'm gonna just spit, it out, spit on, it out somewhere yeah, on Twitter because yeah. I think I need to ruin people's days. Yeah, you know what? The bird website deserves this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that is gonna do it. Thanks everybody so much for listening. Yep, um, glad to have you with us again, and we will talk to you again soon. Yep. Bye. 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 Bye.